I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up y'all, it's your boy Hilliard Guest And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room we keep it real we keep it opinionated we keep it what everybody 2023 yeah on this show we discuss entertainment tv film music culture but our focus is always screenwriting stories craft and shit like that hey listeners before we dive into this week's podcast i wanted to let you know this is an independent podcast and we're doing this podcast all on our own so we can deliver the content and get the guests that we know will help you with your creative journey. And that means we don't have the financial backing or the marketing and promotional tools that Wondery or iHeartRadio or Gimlet might assist us with. Now we want to continue giving you game from the Hollywood trenches. So we ask that you help us out. Hit that subscribe button, hit that review button, definitely hit that review button and download these episodes, post links on your social media, tell everyone you know, and support our Patreon for $1 a month. Find the link at ScreenwritersRR.com or Patreon.com forward slash Screenwriters Rant Room. And if you already are a subscriber, we love you. No, we really do. And we appreciate you listening. So let's get on with the show. And so if you guys are grown, we're just going to jump on in. It's going to be one of them shows today. Uh, so in the building, we got Chris Derrick in the building, as always, as usual. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, now he got one word. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. No, it's like, I'm going to say one thing. Look, I'm just going to say one thing. I'm just going to say two things. Um, Which means it'll be four things. I'm just going to say two things. I'm just going to say two things. Just going to say two things. Um, I'm launching a Substack today. It's called Thin Ice. Okay. Just be essays and commentary about what's going on in my life and what's going on in the screenwriting world. Huh. Um, so just look on Substack for Thin Ice Chris Derrick and that or Christopher Derrick at Substack.com. Well, now we're Christopher. Well, that's what they told we're sophisticated me. Sophisticated. Yeah, we are. <laughs> he grown now. Um, <laughs> and the second one is uppity. That's right. <laughs> I'm light skinned. I can be uppity. <laughs> Shit. Oh no. That is my thing. Oh no. Oh no. We're here already. It's too soon. It's too soon. I told you, give me one of them episodes. Into the podcast, welcome to, to the Terradome, Danny. I'm excited. I know. I know. <laughs> Danny's like, oh, oh shit. shit. Um, <laughs> and my second thing is um, just a shout out to everyone who has been walking the line. This week, you know, I went to Universal, went to Paramount, mm -hmm. and I went to CBS, mm -hmm. Television City, and just I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about what we're doing. Uh, this is just wild. Oh, and I think everyone should listen to. Are we on three? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. We'll talk. That's it. I said two. So that's two. That's it. Usually. And then we got Linnell White, writer, producer, director herself. What's happening, Hello. Linnell? It's been a minute. I'm just here to keep Chris in check today. That's my entire focus. <laughs> she got her whip. 
Look, she made Chris go outside and get little, get the little, the little um, get the rose thing and take the little stitches off the little a stickers. switch, a switch. <laughs> it's called a switch. I know all about that. I know all about that from my youth. So, how you been? I'm, I'm okay. I got a little sun this week. Obviously, okay. out. Uh, I've been out at Netflix because that's in my neighborhood. Right. So I just take the bus over there mm-hmm. and get out and pick up a sign and start walking uh, on sunset. Like Netflix is. Sunset and Gower? Yep. Sunset and, and Vine. Venice. 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 Sunset Venice. 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 Sorry. Venice. I mean, that's like Heart like, of it all. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the only studio where it's like, hey, you want to be right in Hollywood? Here you go. Right. Well, Paramount's um, there too, but. Mm-hmm. Paramount. But that's like more West Hollywood to me. You know what I mean? Like, No, that's Hollywood. Uh, Straight down on Melrose. It's, it's, oh, it's right. almost you're parallel. Right. Almost right. parallel. You're right. There's your yeah. neighborhood too. Yeah. So yeah. I just walk, <laughs> walk right out. 100 feet. 100 feet. 100 feet. You're fortunate. Because, I mean, the concrete is no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, this is something we got to... Yeah, when to, they say dress comfortably... We, we have to continue to talk <laughs> about Well, I think, you know, writers are not the most physically... Um, uh, what? Physically leaning people what? I've ever seen. What are you talking about? Um, yeah. <laughs> not physical so, right here, though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the walking is... Do, you know, the marching is doing a lot, a lot of... You know, it's... it's right. I'm getting, getting my 10,000 steps in. That's, that's what I heard. Everybody yeah. just yeah. doing their yeah. fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. fit, fit, I mean, I'm also getting on Twitter and I'm seeing my heels, my <laughs> knees, my <laughs> hips, my back. You know, and so <laughs> what, what do I do? And even I went out and bought some new sneakers okay. um, this week. Mm-hmm. Because so did you get some ons? You get some no, like, no, I tried on. You know, I love my boy Roger Federer. But they weren't, uh, they're not quite doing it for me. So um, shout out to Cheo Coker. Coker, yeah. Because he posted on Twitter, because people were like, "My feet," you know, and I was just like, "I was like, uh, yeah, what do we do?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Hoka, yes, oh yeah, one hundred percent." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went, Like literally last week, I was like, "Let me go to the gallery, want try them on," and yeah. I was like, "Oh man, these feel so good." So, mm-hmm. and then I went order them online because it's cheaper online. Yeah. But anyway, um, so they already arrived. So those will be my strike shoes this week. I did the yoga yesterday. You have to like stretch the body. You, you yeah. have to. This yep. is a you mar- have Here's to, what we're gonna you, get. You into, have like, to today. stretch this your hamstrings. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You gotta stretch everything because yep. the hips are connected to the knees, are connected to the feet. So they all kind of work together. So yep. you have to, you have to really stretch do your ankles, some stretch your damn calves, all that shit. Before and after, you have to really stay on top mm-hmm. of it because this is a marathon, not a sprint. We got. Yeah. You can't just go last. home yeah. and sit down. Lasting until exactly fall, winter. Yeah. I was using my Theragun. I was like, everyone was coming in the first day, second day, like with their nice real, real fits, like we looking mm-hmm. real cute, like coming mm-hmm. in their heels, and it's like, Mm-mm, you can't come in your tennis in this right. army. Like, <laughs> there you go. Get your hokas. Exactly. There you go. Bring your sweatpants. Yes. Hokas. I yeah. hokas. Say. Okay, hokas. Yeah. Huh. I have to they look that up. Comfy. I never heard of them. We used to wear those yeah. on on uh, uh, there was a, there was contingents on mm-hmm. Star Trek. Do people were, people were on? Do people wore hokas? Um, <laughs> like like the crew was like ah, who's gonna wear? Who's gonna wear? So yeah. I, I'm very well, aware. people were also like look at what grips and gaffers wear. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. And sometimes some of them are wearing some sort of like boots mm-hmm. and stuff. So just we we're gonna have to adapt. Yeah. We're at war. Yeah. This this mm-hmm. is the mentality you got to come in with. Like not oh I'm a writer, write my little stories. No, the wartime. <laughs> and Get then ready. let's. Let's welcome to the show Danny Tolley, everybody, writer, producing himself. Thank you. How for you doing, me. man? I'm uh, all the EDs, tired, stressed, <laughs> exhausted, <the> <laughs> frustrated. Um, but you know, it's been a it's been an interesting last four days on the picket line, and I've been in the guild for like almost ten years. Mm-hmm. And this is the first strike action that I've been a part of, and it's been it's been intense. It's been a lot. 
But yeah, Chris and I remember the Paramount one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, 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 I mean like in two, yeah, 2008, 2008, 2008 I was at Paramount. 2007, 2008. 2008. Yeah. I had turned in. I was racing to turn in a script two months before the strike. Mm. Wow! Like, and it was, cr- and, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that? What was that? That was actually step three on those. On, Ooh, on, on those that's v- when you got step three on those vanished three step feature ah. deals. <laughs> I don't even what David. I, now you only get one. So, so you get one step, right? So, so this is something that again, what we're striking about, what we're upset about, is is that back in in the, the for, for features, they would give you a three step deal. You were, so it'd be like twelve weeks to write the first draft, then you turn it in, get notes, and then it's and then it's it's eight weeks to write the rewrite that yep. they would give you, and then the, and it's, it's eight weeks between the, the reading yeah. period, and then and, and 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 then they give you notes again at eight weeks, and then you get a polish right. is the, like is the third step, you know, and and you get paid it. It helped step. you to guarantee, well, not guarantee, but almost guarantee that at least your name would still be on there because you got a chance to, to really to, to rewrite it. You know re- yeah, so you yeah. definitely had more than fifty percent. Yes. Or was it fifty one percent? Fifty one, fifty two. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're doing because you're doing a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's so the reading period is is two two eight week reading period. So that's four months, it's and the writing time. is twelve is twelve weeks, eight weeks, and four weeks. So that's twenty four weeks. Yeah, so it's almost a year to write yeah. it. You know, we were like rushing to get in because the people at Fox were like, "Get that draft in, get, you know, get your money." I was like, "Oh, I got my money." Oh shit, I gotta get my money. Yeah. So let me address. There's a there's a newsletter out there called the Ankler, mm-hmm. right? That is c- trying to compete with Deadline, or is competing with Deadline, I should say. And it's it's a Substack too. You could subscribe and get all. And they're they're covering the strike really heavy because because the Ankler is like a. Hollywood Reporter variety type thing, but they're trying to go a little bit deeper. Like they get a little, and they get a little messier. Okay. Be quite honest. not gossipy, but just sort of like I, I talked to so and so firsthand. Uh, anyway, okay. so they had the, they had this <clears throat> podcast where they were saying, why would write, why would TV writers rush to turn in their scripts before the strike deadline? If you're <laughs> yeah. trying to really hurt your hurt your you know hurt the studios withhold those scripts and then go on. it's like no. you're not understanding that people need that money to it's the, the, the commencement the, the script fees <laughs> they need to turn the stuff in exactly. to get the script fees so they can survive the that that whatever you know script fee you're getting yeah. 20 grand 40 yeah. grand whatever it is needs to help you survive longer during a strike so i was like you guys didn't understand this, so that's the reason why. I know a lot of people are saying like, "Why would you do that? It's self-sabotaging." Well, and they don't understand how many months you were waiting before you even got that. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Mm-hmm. See, you yeah. don't just see, go yeah. here. Yeah. You get paid, yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. for features. You yeah, gotta, the, and, like, and it's not just pay. It, you know, it's your health and pension contributions. If you're not turning that in, you can right. lose your insurance, especially during right. a strike like right. this, where who knows how long it's going to last. Oh, yeah. so you need that, 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 that. Uh, you know that that payment facts. Hands. facts yeah 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 i think i think so many non <clears throat> people who aren't in the trenches of writing or or even just in hollywood don't understand the the there's all these logistics about how it play how it plays out you know they go oh you remember this guy was arguing with me on twitter and i saw I was, these motherfuckers he was like he was like you're getting five thousand dollars a week as staff writer it's a lot of fucking money i said it's not mm. it, I, I said you know if i was working all year mm. right. it'd yes. be a lot of money right. but i only got 20 weeks yep. and then let's go california, agent. california let's go taxes. manager california yeah, taxes. Let's go lawyer california taxes yeah taxes taxes yeah there's all this so so yep. so 200 grand starts to look like 80 and exactly. you're living fast. in la exactly. which which is you know it's, it's, it's Fuck city. Rent is high, gas yep. is high, high. everything Food is, much is high. Yep. 
And that's a 10-week room, and then who knows when you land on the next room. Right, yeah. right. Facts. It, it yeah. might be a year, it might yeah. be two years. Yeah. I mean, it's also shit that, to be, so, it be, you know, it's, it's like the woman was saying, this is the thing that, like, the, like what's the woman, uh, um, Lombardini or whatever her name is. Carol Lombardini. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She was saying that writers are lucky to they're lucky to get term employment. Mm-hmm. You know, as if we should be like these day laborers. So we come in and, right. and we sit there at the gate like they used to do. And, and, <laughs> do you remember in Cinderella Man where he's begging for the job every yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, that's us outside yeah, that's waving, us. Like, waving. Pick wait, me, pick yeah, me. For today I'm only. not a pick me. Yeah, for today only. Because <laughs> because if you're not going to the room today, you ain't coming back tomorrow. It's like, bitch, don't you know how the game exactly. works? You don't. You know? they don't because they're tech bros. Yeah. This is what happens when you let tech bros come in and start running studios. They try to run it based on algorithms and yep. data and, you know, getting the most amount for and paying the least. Yep. That's what this all leads to. Mm-hmm. I'll also say um, <clears throat> where where I can sort of point to a lot of this fuckery beginning. <laughs> Do you recall, recall, and this could be an anecdote, but I've never heard her deny it. Shauna Rhimes, who was just coming off you know, having Thursday night locked up on ABC. Right. Mm-hmm. How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, and one other show. Private Practice or, or the... Uh, it was Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like Thursday, Thursday was, was hers, you know. And um, she was... was Some friends of hers or some family members were going to Disney, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And she needed one extra pass for the day. And she called ABC and was like, hey, I need another pass for Disneyland today. Right. And the exec said, don't you already have enough? What? And from you guys haven't heard the story? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard this. So Girl, I've been busy. Don't you, but this is an old story. This is an old story. Okay, no problem. So don't you don't you already have enough was what the exec said. Wow. And from that moment on, she's like, she hung up the phone, she called the people, <clears> like, <throat> get me out of ABC. And so she went to Netflix. Oh, that was the deal. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. two things from that story. One, the exec had a mentality of how much more does you, does your writer ass really need? You know, wow. we don't really value you as people. Don't you have enough? Just do, just put the words on the page and go. Quit bothering me. You got enough already. Damn. That was the mentality shift back then. This was probably about four or five years ago. I yeah, guess six, five, mm-hmm. six. Yeah. To the to the most successful showrunner okay, on yeah. network television at the time, mm-hmm. right? And you could Dick Wolf, but she's yeah, one of the, she kept she, ABC she, alive. She, though. She's yeah, yeah. she's yeah. she's Even a big dog. She's a big TGIT dog. was all Shonda. Thank yeah. you. She's a big dog. Mm-hmm. Then it also then it also changed our business because Shonda Rhimes goes to Netflix and then was Netflix too, huge deal. Yep, huh, you know th- five hundred million dollars. Exactly, huge million deal. So then we start this. Oh well, let's all run over there and get the big deals, mm. and that fucked up their business model because they're shelling out up front for these big deals. But then you're like, well, we don't have money to pay writers. <laughs> so I think that these two things kind of really set us and set us on back, and you know. That where we, where we kind of like we kind of just started a downhill slope. Mm. Well, I agree with you. you well, what I was going to say to that point of where it's like, don't you have <clears> enough? <throat> like, it's two things about that. That mentality with these studios is they look at us <clears throat> writers and they're like, you should be so grateful that you're working. Yes. You should be so grateful that especially you people who look like week. us. But yes, our content is making them billions every year mm-hmm. and all we're asking is to partic- participate mm-hmm. in that profit participation that we used to be able to back in the day mm-hmm. until these tech companies came in and screwed things up yep. so that's point number one um the second point that i was going to say is that this mentality uh i've completely lost my turn of thought <laughs> i like it when well, you let, me, let me just say something about, about <laughs> it'll how, come back to you it'll come you back. know shonda rhimes <laughs> let me just go back to this mm-hmm. it's interesting how 
we don't have money to pay people anymore. As soon as we start opening the doors mm. to someone that looks like Shonda Rhimes, mm-hmm. to be once we started opening the doors to more women, to more people of color, now it's like, oh, the purse strings get clamped down, and we don't have money to pay people. And right. aren't you lucky to be here? And I don't know how many times as a black writer you get this mind. You're lucky to be in this room. Aren't you Girl. lucky to be here? Yep. It's like, Girl. no, I'm here because yes. I'm, I'm really good at what the fuck I do. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, why would I spend any money? You look, look. There's no one who's doing you a favor to put you in a writer's room. Mm-hmm. No one's doing you a favor. But that's and, how some and, people. Some people think that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, it, I mean, if you're not like the, if it's like if you're not part of some, some nepotism thing, they're not doing you a favor. Yeah. So you really had to really earn your ass to be in mm-hmm. the room. I mean, I th- I think the thing that you were saying, Danny, about how they're not, you know. The whole thing about Shauna, hey, you you know, you got enough. It's like the tech bros, here's the thing, right? The the I was thinking about why the actual fucked up about <laughs> shit is that they'll spend 70, 80 hours coding all week trying to get some shit done, blah blah blah, you know, launch their platform, whatever it is, mm-hmm. everything like that. And they're like, I'm not getting this money, I'm, I'm getting getting minimum wage, getting minimum wage. But you're getting stock options. Mm. Yes. You're getting participation in the like like in the company when it, like in its mm-hmm, success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't get the stock options you, right. now. They could give us stock right. options. Maybe I right. lost some in Amazon. Maybe I'm my next deal. Maybe I'm my next deal for Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want any money from yeah. you. I want stock options yep. from you mm. because that you know. Hey, just give me like four or five. You just give me like fifty shares mm-hmm. of Amazon current price. You yeah. know, or strike price. <laughs> you know, fifty dollars <laughs> under, and I'm straight. Right. You know yeah. because. Because that's how they like gauge things, because they don't necessarily think about the uh, the actual wage. Because what the thing about stock options is, is that you can borrow against that, and it's at a really oh, cheap right. rate, mm-hmm. and then you have money, and then you pay it back, and it's you know, and it's way less than a credit card, it's it's way less than a you know than a personal loan, it's way less than, than even a business loan. Mm-hmm. So so for them, they understand like that understanding of money but it's like hey but but we're giving you a product so, so someone who comes they're in they're also investing in the company's success because so, so, they have those stock yeah, options so, right? yeah, it's so, like so, I, I'm gonna success. do my best over here coding in my corner exactly because I want I want the stock to rise and then I will rise with it but that's gonna be the first hundred people if I come in and I'm like employee 2000 I'm not getting stock options right. I'm just getting like that daily money or the weekly money and whatever fuck it is mm-hmm. and then it's like oh you know what and if, if good things happen for me well then I might get some you know whatever some ownership share to us the residuals and everything that's our ownership share that's our like we deserve this you don't have like there was someone who posted that thing about like you know like uh, the AMC got put on the map by, by Breaking Fewer Bad mm-hmm. and Netflix by, oh, by, by House of Cards and it's like okay FX and the Shield yeah, FX yep. and the Shield and it's like hey we made you you guys didn't make you we yeah. did you right. know I mean and you can't say well we put it on the air yeah. show could have gone anywhere right show really could have gone anywhere you know so um, and it's not like from an artist standpoint it's not that oh we created this brilliant content and it's all getting shown around the world it's like that is making these companies millions millions billions of dollars why won't won't they give us what we deserve? Well, you're paying the CEOs fifty million. Yeah. Up. Okay. Look, and two hundred million in stock. I mean, crazy. Mm-hmm. See, well, see, no, but crazy. see, here's the thing too, right? Some some places like FX, some places like AMC, mm-hmm. right? You're not only. I mean, here's the thing. You're not only. I'm making them billions of dollars. Right. I'm also making content that's so entertaining 
that fucking GM and ev- everyone is, is wants their brand mm-hmm. associated with that content. That's why they're going to advertise on that show right. because they're like that shit is so dope. Mm-hmm. I need to be associated with it on some because you know you know you watch some shows. It's always the same companies are always advertising because they're, they're like they're, they're locking it in because oh, yeah. if you're going to watch like X show, mm-hmm. you know what, and you're loving you're it, drinking it, a coke, you're drinking, drinking your coke, then you know what, then then coke wants to be it's going to somebody mm-hmm. hit you. I just think that like that these people don't get it you know i was listening to billy ray's podcast thing uh, called strike talk yes yes you know yeah once a week yeah once a week he's doing this thing he was talking about how you know like these guys these ceos of like that they probably don't read any scripts they probably don't read any like probably don't read anything Mm -hmm. they probably get a quick presentation Mm -hmm. this is gonna be cool okay dope so so they don't even know what the, the content, yeah, the nitty gritty of, yeah. of of what's made. Mm-hmm. They might know someone's big name that keeps coming back and forth, blah blah. blah yeah. But it's but 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 it's like they're so dispossessed from the process mm-hmm. that it's easy for them to say, "We'll just cut all of them because you know right. whatever." I just don't think that executives know what we do, especially particularly when we talk about sending writers to set, which is a big oh, deal God, for me. God. Like I came up in broadcast, I have set experience. Mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have that experience. Because when I was going on interviews, I'd be like, "Listen, you're getting a staff writer." Mm-hmm. You're, you're really getting a producer level at a staff writer's salary mm-hmm. and that's what got my foot in the door yeah. and that for a lot of historically excluded writers like ourselves like that's where we we rise in the ranks mm-hmm. and these execs are like why do you have to be there why can't you just write the scripts and then be gone yeah and they're not grooming the next generation mm-hmm. of showrunners mm-hmm. and what's happening is then we will sell shows and they'll pair us with the you know, no disrespect, but the old cisgendered mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. who have been doing this for mm-hmm. bajillions of years mm-hmm. and they don't understand our voices. Yeah. Well, but see, but see, here's the thing for people on listening and people don't know, or anyone's listening, the reason why a writer needs to be on set is the way it works in television, you know, the directors, unlike in theater and, and like in film, who they're intricately involved in the development of the script and they're there every day. Mm -hmm. They come in, their guns are higher, they look at the script, they got like a week to prep to go through, do all this kind of stuff. They're not intimately involved with what the story is. On, I mean, they can make it work, they got to make it rest of the job, but they also don't know the episode before or like episode that's coming up. They season's going. They might have read some stuff, they but they don't understand, they don't understand what we're doing. There's the mythology I mean, behind it. Mythology, all that. So yeah. you have to have someone who's part of the brain trust to come in there and say, oh, you can't have, you like so-and-so can't say the line like that because it's going to give away right. what we're going to do in two episodes. Or it's like, hey, you know, like like, like make sure you get this close up on mm-hmm. this thing because we got to pay it off yeah. later. Or, or she's wearing two, a necklace for a reason. Or yeah. these two characters <laughs> have previous beef exactly. and that informs it's the scene. So they come in already like, you know, because previous episode ended hot with them so they're still freaking fuming about right. the shit before there's all this that yeah. they don't know if there's any rewriting that's going to be done there's always rewriting going to be done because sometimes they can't say the line the way that Correct. it's written or like or, context uh, the context yeah. which is a lot of stuff is like yeah. you know what like hey is there better for me to say this can I say the same content but yeah. can I switch it around because sometimes it doesn't come out of the, actors the, mouths right. the right way yeah, yeah. and the, the, act, the, the, the writer on set has to approve of that yes you know yeah. so and that's the kind of stuff that like a protocol to there's that. a protocol to that yeah you yes. know and it's you and the director got to talk there's mm-hmm. all this stuff that has to happen because the director is not authorized to make those changes right. the way they are in theater or film right. and that's what I don't think that you know the execs don't come out I mean they come in and sit at Video Village get their coffee they watch a couple takes say they, hello to the actors say hello to the actors <laughs> they're gone because <laughs> yeah. they're not there like they're not there next to the camera when she, hey cut they're not there again. for the problem solving yeah for the need to problem solving yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. not here for you know she's got to be in this costume in this scene but we don't have time to change her before she shoots the next scene, what do we do? 
Right. Yeah. So two, not- sto- two stories on that because I'm going to remember the second story this time. Um, the first one in terms of why representation matters to us. I worked on a show called Roswell, New Mexico. They, mm-hmm. we, we sent writers to every single episode. And I wrote this scene where the, these two Latino characters, one was sick and the other was a doctor and he was putting vapor rub on uh, the character's chest. And this is like, uh, my grandmother used to do this when I was sick as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, this for Latinos is a big thing. And <laughs> Black you people do. Yeah, <laughs> you have to say Baporu. And then, David got something now. Yeah, there. there you go, there you go. <laughs> and afterwards, the, the, the cast was like, our, we used to do this as a kid. We've never felt so seen mm-hmm. on set before. Right. And then, you know, we weren't a huge hit, but like we definitely got some some traction on Twitter. Yeah, and it was a, that, it was a, the night was a, that episode yeah. dropped, you could see all of like the new Mexican Twitter being mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. Right. Now the studios, they don't care about that. They don't care right. about representation. Right. Right. But what they do care is on that same episode, we were not about to make our day mm. and we had to cut scenes. And everyone's freaking out they're like we're gonna be over budget the studio's gonna call what's going on and i said yeah. okay you can cut this scene and this scene but you can't cut this scene because i need this for four episodes down the line right. this is a big thing exactly that is what we do on mm-hmm. set as writers mm-hmm. we are there to protect the vision of the show and save these studios money fact and they're losing so much money off the strike they could have just given us our demands less than two percent of the profits we make from them well i think that they're going to use this as an opportunity because they a lot of them have been in the black for a while like mm-hmm. a lot of these streamers have not made money so what they're using this is as an opportunity to sort of cut some of those <clears throat> deals i was talking about earlier you know that that you were giving three figure million dollar you know 100 million dollar 200 million dollars to deals to certain people and now you're going to sit and say well we can't support that anymore so mm-hmm. i think some of the, i think the deals on the chopping block probably first um and then we'll see where things go i i feel like I, I, you know, if we're <clears throat> active out there on the lines and then like the strategy is like to turn away trucks, I think that's a good strategy. I think that's like productive. So people literally trying to block the truck as they go in. Well, no, okay, what? so what it is is that the 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 teamster said if if there's more than two riders at any truck gate, mm-hmm. oh, I think it's, I think you have one rider, two, we two, until two. Yeah. I believe in told two. So if it's, if there's two riders, then. Then the truck will just like like won't drive on the lot. Oh, they won't cross the picket line. They won't cross the picket line. Teamsters sort of yeah. um, ethos. Yeah, the ethos. Okay. Yeah, to, yeah, to pass us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tash, Tash hit me on. Sorry to interrupt you. Tash hit me on Friday saying, "Hey, I just got a, a, a urgent text that you know over at such and such studio they need people because the teamsters are going in. And we just need to get a couple people. So now I understand the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of what she was yeah, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Raleigh is like that on Friday, yeah. and then also exactly. and also Manhattan Beach. There was something they were they were right. shooting at night. Can people get down there? And I was like, but, okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have someone texting you, like, what's the information flow? Like, if you okay. don't have someone texting you or you see it on Twitter, like, mm-hmm. how are you getting information? It's okay. just it's all over the place. So credit shout out to WJ East because. They had some writers out there, three of them, walking in a circle till 1 a.m. this past weekend. Wow. Um, I think it was for the show Evil. Yes. I think that yeah, was the Evil. Show. Yeah, yeah. And those t- the same thing happened. The production truck showed up, mm-hmm. the crew showed up, and they just all kind of twiddled their thumbs, yeah. you know, because they weren't going to cross, the crew wasn't going to cr- cross the picket line. I like that. Um, and yeah, the, it got shut down for that they day. They lost a lot of money that on day. that day. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like, okay, that's how you can get into the, the pocketbooks. That's right. where you can hit it where it hurts. Right. Me personally, I don't know how much honking car horns is really disruptive to the system as a whole, right? Because it's like, I'm exec in my building, mm-hmm. you ho- I hear honking horns, I'm just going to go work at home. Yeah, you could. You could. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't know, 
that's why I'm just sort of like okay. Well, to, to me, I think the honking is just solid areas. People get, saying we're down with you, it, we're down with you, but yeah. Me, I'm like let's let's get we want victory. Like let's well, cut to see, see to, to, to to me the victory is those shows. There was a HBO said the House of the Dragon and some Disney shows are like they're demanding their showrunners mm. are there, and it's like. To me, it's like you guys need to not be showing up. Mm-hmm. Shonda Rhimes with her big three hundred million dollar deal. If, she, if she's on the picket line mm-hmm. and people like that who get those big deals, yeah. that's when you know it's like okay, so now we're in trouble. Yeah. Right? You right. know, yeah. that's, that's when right. the Duffer Brothers did today. Yeah, yeah. They, they walked over here and Stranger Things season five. Yeah, we, need, we that's big, huge. big names like that. Yeah, that. yeah, you have yeah. to because because uh, honestly, you know. I can talk shit about David Zaslav all day. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. Right. Exactly. You know, right. but if I'm like Damon Lindelof or Duffer Brothers, he's like, oh shit, I know their uh-huh. names. Exactly. You know, so it's, you know, and, and they probably call him. You know, hey dude, what's, what's, what's up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's up? They do. No, no, no. They do. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 it's like that. It's, uh, are the kids at softball today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I just, quick anecdote. I just listened to the, the, um, uh, the commentary on on uh, this Mission Impossible thing, you know, and when when Chris McQuarrie was working with Tom on uh, um, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise said, "You need to direct the next I, Mission Impossible." I know this story. You need to direct the Mission Impossible, and he's like, uh, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." Picks up his, sp- his speed dial. Dial's Brad Gray right there. Yeah. Hey, Brad, I think Chris should direct the next Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I want him to do it. Okay, cool. All right, pull, bye, pull. Hangs up. Hey, you're doing it. Damn. That's, that was it. That, that, that was it. That, that, that was it. So that's the power that these, these yes. big people have. So they can put a, a lot of pressure on people if mm-hmm. they need to, you that's know, true. if they want to, you know, but that's what we want to see. I mean, well, let me ask you guys this. This is for the audience. Just, I understand this. So you're in production. The strike happens, and you still have three, four weeks left to shoot your show. As a producer, or even as a showrunner, what are you doing? And say you guys are shooting in Atlanta, Toronto, wherever the fuck. You know what I mean? What are you doing? You get on that plane, you come home. (laughs) To me, writing is not just on the page. It's in the edit bay. It's Mm -hmm. on set. It's talking to actors. It's choosing the red hat over the green hat. That's all writing to me. So don't, don't give your services. Don't give your creativity. Everybody says it's so risky. It, it, it is risky. It is risky, risky. But everybody says the final rewrite is in the editing room. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Everybody says that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in post, I mean, some people say you know, fucking the, the, the sound, the scoring stage is editing because yeah. you yeah. is writing because you're like, hey, I'm trying to make the emotion of the scene work because 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 I didn't want to put it all on the page right. to make it too like soap operas. So I want the music to handle that for it me. Brings it to life. You so know? why do you say it's risky for them to? to leave Toronto and go home Here's, and, and think about say. it like this so you have a first season series mm-hmm. of a high level show that you created mm-hmm. right and you guys have been shooting you go out, you're on your final episode and mm-hmm. you're in the middle of mm-hmm. the strike happens mm-hmm. it's a lot of risk for you mm-hmm. especially as a person of color and you're running right. your show mm-hmm. and they expect it to be Perfect. But you've already given them the like. Let's say it's ten episodes. You're on. You're on episode ten. You're on. And so they've got the script for ten, and you're like, okay, I'm going home. The show's done. And also, keep yeah. in mind, they don't have to run your fucking show. How many times have we seen already that you can sit there and bust your ass and make the show, and they don't put it on their fucking platform? For sure. So I, I don't. 
I agree with you. I agree with you. See, okay, so there's, there's multiple things. One, you probably got a shitty deal anyway because it's, because it's under the current situation, right? Shitty deal. So, you, so, so, so there's no probably working at minimums. Probably working at minimums. There's 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 no residual because you have to be on a streamer. Or there's so there's chump residual change. There's that, um, and so I mean, and here's the thing too, right? They stop paying you once they stop production. Your producer fees or which? Yeah, are, are producer, you yeah, producer fees yeah. are all done. Yeah. But you got to sit there and do post mm-hmm. for free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but you, they justify it because they pay you so much. Fucking you know, but you know, you know, you're not getting enough. You're not getting enough. I'm talking about what yeah, yeah, I know they, they justify it with. You should be so lucky. You should be so you lucky. Because so so here's the thing, right? I remember someone saying the other day on Twitter about they were saying, "Oh, these guys course corrected so strong between season two and season three on uh, on Picard," and and I was we were like, "No, we shot them back to back." Yep. But the thing is, it, it is that before before season two even aired, we wrapped season three, and Terry had been working from March of last year until February of this year mm-hmm. on that show, all the posts on it, getting no money. No money, you know, Amazing. and he busted his ass to get because he got his money. Look, he got his his producer deal. fee. Sure. But the thing, yeah, he had a deal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that he'd been on that show since November of 2019. Yes. So you're looking at like two and a half. Was that this three and a half years? You know, the money, the span protection, all that kind of shit like that. It's all burned out. But he loved it so much. That's the thing. See, that's how they get us. Yep. Yes. We're passive. Exactly. 100. Passive. Yes. 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 That right. is what drives right. me crazy about writers. Right. Like we keep taking the fucking punches in the face. Well, we, take, we take the punches, but because, the, because we love it. No, no, because a lot of us are the bullied kid on the schoolyard. Oh, right? yeah. yes. A There's lot that. of us. Oh yeah. And so it's it's like oh because I don't I'm socially awkward. I don't play sports. I don't I don't you know I'm not really like the popular kid. So I retreat into my story life. I retreat into my books. I retreat into my movies. And now we're getting we've kind of like. Culturally, we just sort of accept a lot of bullshit from people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna bring this up. I brought this up on this show before, and I'm glad Danny is here to speak to this too. The Selena writers is a perfect example of how you took a piece of IP that a lot of Latinx writers are like, I will stab someone to work on this mm-hmm. show. The yeah. passion. The right. passion, right? Shout I out really to Moises. want to be here. And they gave them such shit. <laughs> um, um, deals. 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 Yeah. deals. I think they did it on New Media. Is low, that what they did? It, it was, was a it was, low. They they considered it a low budget international production. Low even budget international, even worse. Texan, yes. United States citizen. Yes. Learn Spanish as an adult. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Wow. So low budget international, which meant you had people working on that show. L.A. Times did a whole article about mm-hmm. this. Go look it up. That there were people working on a show who were making less money as a staff writer than they did as an assistant. Crazy. So we and so it's on us as writers going forward. Now we need a cultural change. This is Netflix. A cultural change. <laughs> Crazy. Which is why there's a lot of people out there Crazy. picketing. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're all so fucking mad. Not one but two mariachis on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I had it. That was a dope picture too. Yeah. That was a dope. <laughs> Selena. <laughs> this is for the Selena writers. I mean, you know, we have to stop with this. Oh, because that's how it begins. Oh, it's just an if-come deal. Oh, okay. Oh, it's just a mini room. Okay, right. well, I need the money. I'll do it. And I really love the thing. We have to change our mindset of like, fuck you guys. We're not doing this anymore. You're not going to keep punching me in the face. Right. Stand up to the bullies. That's what that's what it's we're hard. doing this week. There's, there's always somebody behind you going, it like the Hollywood Shuffle. I'll do it. There's right. always somebody right. there behind is. you. There right. is. Yeah. There, there, and are, they there always know it. is. And, and we, need a cultural, we need a cultural reckoning amongst writers to yeah. say, 
Know your worth. Right. Period. Yeah, that, I, I think the I, husband is not going to stop beating you all of a sudden. To me, it was, right? I, I, he's not going to yeah. change his mind. He's going to keep doing it until right. you're like, I'm out. Yeah. It was really telling to me that that statement that David Sasoff like told his investors, where he's like, I think the strike will be short because writers love working and they'll come back to work. Wow. I don't love working. Wow. I love writing, but I do not love working. Mm. So you yes, got a 100%. family now. So. Yeah, and there's a mortgage to pay. And there's a family, and it's like, yeah. My creativity means something to me, but I do have to get a backbone and 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 stand up for my backbone. rights. Mm-hmm. There it is, mm. backbone. Because mm. it's not just this generation of writers; it's the ones coming Facts. after us. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny. There was there was somebody I forget who it was Albert. I, I can't remember his last name. He's a, he's a, he's an Asian American writer. He posted a photo of his daughter when his daughter was nine in the 2000, 2007 strike. Okay. She I was she was walking on the strike yeah. on the lines with him, and now she writes oh, on, and, and now she writes yeah. an Amazon show. Yeah. She's like twenty four something like that, <laughs> and and she's a, she's a part of the guild now. And it's like mm-hmm. and, and it's like and it's like the thing is is that I remember this. You know, they were saying. In 2007, 2008, the internet is not going to be shit. What, mm. what, what are you guys talking about? It's like you're right. saying right now, AI it's isn't not really going to be. It's not going to be anything. Mm. The, the, the thing is, everything that we asked for that we've gotten, like like for for a long time, they didn't pay residuals, and they were like, "Oh, it's going to kill us! It's going to kill us to pay residuals." Yep. It's not. But it doesn't kill you to pay your CEO. You know, uh, that's why it's not going to kill you. <clears throat> why it doesn't kill yeah. you because you pay certain certain people outsized the doesn't kill you to Here's pay a list actor uh, I was just about to say a list actor <clears throat> 300 million dollars for, for what you know I was gonna say that just piggybacking off of where you're going how many times have you been in the staffing situation and they're like well we can't afford to pay you that much and you've been through it <laughs> we'll give you this credit and this whatever and I'm like y'all can find money when we're in production for the right. stupidest shit that we don't really need. Or CGI. Or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. But you didn't have another $10,000 to pay me. Whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's just piggybacking off of that. Like there's. Mm-hmm. They have the money. They always have the money. They always they have, have yeah. the money. Yes. They don't have it for you. Because here's the thing. The difference between, you know. Like my salary between if I was story editor, executive story editor, story editor, or executive story editor, and and uh, uh, co-producer, it's not a lot of money. It's really not a lot of money. It's it's maybe a few thousand dollars a week, maybe right, right? which is a lot of money to us. Mm -hmm. Sure, fuck yeah, helps a lot, a lot. You know, big jump is from staff writer story. Yeah, yeah. 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 But the thing is though, it's not a lot of money in the scheme of things for the show. Here's the thing, also that I'm like, that, that to me is like. To me, this is where they're not even. T- this is where they're fucking up in their own mentality, their own thing. We got the packaging fees off your fucking books, studios. Mm-hmm. You have to pay that money anymore. Right. Right. So, 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 so distribute that money to us. Mm-hmm. But you don't do that. You always no, keep it. We should keep it because you're the trickle down economics. Trickle down. Yeah, working. it doesn't work at all. I mean, it you know, has. No. go back to Reagan. I think that they <laughs> see, see. To me, what I would have. Put in negotiations this year. Mm-mm. I would ask for five percent of the profits, so, <laughs> so we so we got knocked down to two and a half percent. Okay, and then here's the hill that I would fucking die on. I would die on this hill right now for all this shit. Studios pay our commissions. Hmm. We keep all our fee. You pay if you want us, mm-hmm. and to, and to get the best people, you got to have 
the right reps and everything like to get yeah. Niagara's mm. or the shit, then you pay for them. Don't Salary make it plus twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you know? Oh, you, when you said commission, the agents, the agents, yeah, the agencies, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the if the 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 commission to the agents, but 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 I remember this from being an actor. You probably know this too, David. You can you can. I was getting to a point where I could have I could get a role and they would pay for the ten percent, so that I didn't have to do it. You know what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, I believe upper level writers can do it if they what? do it right. Yeah, I've never heard. Yeah, that. you can have them. I mean, a good agent. I remember. <clears throat> shout out to Verve, my agency, because I love them to death. Even as a staff writer, they asked for the ten percent. It was part of that staff writer negotiation. That's what I'm talking. It's a, a good agent will ask yeah. for it, but I do like the idea of it, not seeing that it, percentage it, disappear it's, from it's, my it's, check. It should be mandatory. It should yeah. be mandatory. I just want to check the fee that you're supposed to get straight. And the rest of that, it's just like the pension and health. Right. I don't pay it. Y'all pay it. Right. You know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because ultimately the pension and health, so what we get as our salary before the agency commission come out, mm-hmm. it's actually higher. It's what, it's 15% higher, whatever it is, the, the percentage of the pension and health. If you give us all that money up front and then let us decide how it's spent, that you know, sure. You should. I mean, that's something that I would want. You know, because maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe I can get a better health deal. Probably not because the collective bargaining is really really good. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you're already used to paying some, these extra percentages that you know for our salary. So just just tack on another twenty five percent or or whatever it is based upon what, what your what situation you have, is. Because yeah. if you just have an attorney, twenty five percent extra. If 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 you have, if, if you have all three, twenty five percent extra. You know you should, and you should pay our guild dues too. Yeah, yeah, it's it. just about you, you know I mean shit. I mean shit. It's just about trying to get, get writers value again. Yeah, like we yeah. Are, we are worth a certain amount, and like you know we're tired of this. We're tired tired of being devalued. We're tired of our salaries going down. What's it gone down to? In the last five years. Damn. That's crazy. That's and inflation is up here kicking everyone's ass the last two and a half. Yeah, so it's right. like we're getting less money. Inflation, inflation rent rising runs, in, in, in LA. LA is insane. Gas going Gas. up to $5 a gallon. It was high. I remember it was like seven yeah. last summer or some shit like yeah. that. It was mm-hmm. insane. So it's like that's what I think the strike's about. I mean, to me, it's just like. You know, the whole thing with AI, you know, this thing that Billy Ray was talking about the other day is that the plan that they, the pl- see, it makes sense what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be able to have the the, the maximum, mm. the maximum conversion of I spend a dollar and I get like, and the value back is the highest it could possibly be. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it gets diminished when I got to like start paying people, blah, 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 Human blah, beings. blah, blah, yeah. Human beings. Oh, yeah. The computer, he was saying what, <clears throat> what they'll do is, is that they'll say, hey, well, to do mini room for five people, you know, or three people actually, mm-hmm. show water and two people. You guys break the whole season. Just as you break the season. You don't break the episodes. Right. We'll let AI break the episodes, write the episodes, oh and then you, the screenwriter or the showrunner, will have to go in and edit everything that the AI is going to do. That's what they want, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, again, this is why they don't understand how the the craft of the writing is particular show works, or even mm-hmm. a movie. Because because sure. even with movies, we all know there's probably four or five writers on every script who don't get credit. And that's why they're going to add oh, that yeah. that new credit mm-hmm. thing about the additional material. Because just like in a writer's room, you don't know everything 
that your characters can are going to be doing in the show. Like, you, like your skill set as a showrunner is not that massive. You know, I need someone to write the comedy lines in my drama. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like you staff the room with people who who who, who are ma- who who are masters at where you're deficient at, mm-hmm. and you know that. And so to fill out what your room's going to be, that's that's, that's why you have the room. They don't understand alchemy of a room. They don't. Mm-hmm. Meaning that that the, there are certain intangibles that just sort of happen when you get a bunch of six or seven creative people in a room and they start brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Then it, it can uh, just morph into this new and beautiful thing, the unexpected thing. And AI can't fucking do that. Can't no. do that. Ever. I mean, because like, you know, because it's like, I remember in every episode, when Star Trek, I just, because it's so recent, it was, mm-hmm. was dropping, people would comment on certain, certain, certain lines of dialogue that happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like so-and-so who, whose script that wasn't was wrote that line. Oh, you can tell. Because yeah. you know, because you're in the room for so right. long, and you go, oh, that, oh, you know, oh, the voices of other the writers in the room. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, you know, like, like so and so, like, like, always had a good comedy quip, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it always found a way to bid in as a button on the scene, or blah, blah, blah. It was, it was, you know, I mean, in every draft, because mm-hmm. that's how the writing works. You go in, the scripts come in, and then the people are reading it and giving notes on it. You know, it's not one person. Yeah. You know, and you and you'd actually kill a showrunner if they had to fucking rewrite all ten scripts that's you know that somebody shitty turned in like like who's the AI writer you know and also he would have done do anything else you know there's there's one thing I think the AI could help is just ideas so if you were sitting there wondering like oh I want a story about a little boy and a turtle you could put that in and go. Okay, give me a darker version of that. <laughs> It'd be blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now give me this. It's okay. just ideas. That's true. It could work that for a writer, not for, you know, to write a fucking Look, script. It's true. Because to me, let me just finish my thought. Because to me, the one thing I don't see AI doing well, it, it probably can get there. I don't know. Heart. I still don't know if you can get to that point. I think, it's you know what hard. I love about this conversation mm-hmm. is that we're having a conversation about it. Sure. And we're saying this is what scares us as writers and we're embracing the technology because sure. there's the other point of view and here's yeah. how we can make it work for us. Right. The studios did not want to have that conversation. Right. Not That's even. the problem. Right. Not even. Well, we did not the same even. thing right. with doing digital did series and web counter, series. Did not yeah. offer yeah. a counter, um, like counter offer to to the to the right. AI segment of the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Well, what yeah. right. you saying? The, the big thing on this is this, right? Not to really disparage people, but those people are probably sociopaths onto a certain degree. <laughs> Who? And, you know, the 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 CEOs and everyone like that. Look, to get where they are, mm. they lack a certain level of empathy. Mm. So therefore, how do they understand when a script works? You know, look, look, you, look, you can watch a show or a movie, whatever it is, as an audience member. Right. And if it moves you, it moves you. Mm-hmm. You don't know the clockwork orange behind that shit mm-hmm. to know why it moves you. But a writer can look at it twice and go, this is why it works. This is why, the, mm-hmm. like th- these gears and shit, and all of a sudden, and then and, and now so and so is crying here because that's what we planned, yep. and with this, and we get the violins coming mm-hmm. in here, blah blah blah. It's very subtle. It's all designed that you know that you can't because you have an understanding you know, of the human a, a, condition. A, a condition. It's and 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 this, and this goes back to what I was going to say at the top of this is this is one thing that Tony Gilroy was saying is your, you know, you know, like your capability of a writer is directly. Um, it's you know it's you can point the line to it is how will you understand human psychology because mm-hmm. once you understand that because the thing that makes and you're bringing your own life experience because mm-hmm. the, the thing that makes art art 
is the anticipation of the unexpected. Mm. You know, because you watch because the minute think about it, the minute you watch something and you know where it's going, it it it, 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 yeah. it, it fucking loses yeah. what it is. For sure. But when you go, what the <laughs> fuck is this gonna do? And it's like, and the thing is, what makes stuff interesting in a story about someone is when somebody's behavior is not necessarily rational to what they do. You know, I mean, it's a classic, the classic hero's journey thing is perfect on that. Mm-hmm. I think a certain way. Something happens, and I think a way outside of the way I'm thinking. And when you, the artist, you're like, oh, I've, I would have made that choice. Oh, that's a weird choice. Yeah. But that kills you in. Those choices, that ability. And when you're in the writer's room, you're throwing around ideas that are like, you know, oh, this is the, the idea's cliched about something. And, th- and then right. somebody throws an idea out that's like, oh, shit, that was... It makes sense to what the character would do, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily what you might do. But it's because you understand, because you have me know someone who did something like that on some level, and you go, if we throw this in here, it's going to twist everything. Everyone's going to be like, shit. Right. But it's going to make sense. That's what the computer can't figure out, because the computer doesn't understand the, like, the permutations of someone's fucked up irrational mind. <laughs> we love all the quirky, irrational characters. The cra- like, like, the crazier, the, the more the, the more character someone is, is because, is because they're... The stuff about them, their idiosyncrasies are so they're so unique, you know, and and then they're exploited to make sense to the rest of us, yeah. and that's where you get this behavior that's unexpected. AI can't do um, racial nuance either. I've tried to use AI just to make some um, like pitch decks, mm-hmm. you know, like pictures and pitch decks, or whatever. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, and you know, last time I was here, I was going off on the, the Last of Us and how yep. they had Latinos having breakfast, and I didn't see some things on the table that I felt like needed to be on the table. <laughs> we were going in, Danny. You were, okay. I heard that episode. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. I mean, okay. So, um, perfect example. You and I have talked about this. Yes, yes. Black people go to the grocery store, right? And <laughs> we we do not pick items from the front. Facts. We pick from the back. Facts. We don't pick the fruit on top. We dig under. Yep. We don't even if it's shampoo in a bottle. I'm pushing the out the way. I'm going <laughs> to one the back. Okay. You don't take the first. You don't take the first. Never. You move her, in the back. Never. Never. Because yeah. we feel like you the want first, the most the fresh is, motherfucker in there. The first one is been pawed by everybody yep. passing by, <laughs> and the fresher stuff is in the back. Even if it's fucking shampoo. <laughs> David cracking up. Every black person in this room is not. Tell me how AI knows to do that. Right. They don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so if I'm having a, you know, like I've got my romantic comedy. That's com- a nuance. I've, got, I've got my romantic comedy and the dude is white and the girl's black and they're going to the grocery store and he's pulling from the front. <laughs> my, female, my female protagonist will be like, hell the, f- what the stop, hell? Stop, what the stop, hell stop, are you doing? Stop, stop, yeah. stop. You stop. don't ever. What do you want? <laughs> Just tell me what you want. Let me pick it for you. You see what well, I mean? The, one of the classic things that I've noticed has changed over the years is it used to be that our black female actors, actresses, would be in the middle of a scene waking up and their hair would be perfect. Mm. And, and now we see them with a the bonnet on their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the little, right. we know good as well, mm-hmm. a sister with a hair that done mm-hmm. got a bonnet on their head at night. Mm-hmm. They're not just sleeping. They're not going to let it fucked perfect. up. They're not going to let it fucked <laughs> you up. Know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's you know, that's, and it's usually some white show. That they're starring on, you know what I mean? Right. And, and what, the other thing that I found, and we talked about this a lot, you can, I talked to this about my husband. I said, watch season one of any show and watch how the actors are in the characters, dressed the way they are, and season two, 
everybody's makeup is better. They dress better. They got that they season start, two budget. Yeah. Not only that, they start going, I can't be walking around looking crazy. I can't have my character looking like, th-, you know what I mean? Because I'm on the streets and people see me and whatever. People start acting. I've done it myself as an actor. All of a sudden, we're in another show and I'm like, fuck, I don't want people to, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you start taking it with you. You start becoming that shit. And I always say, season two, they change. Well, not to move away from the AI conversation, but like oh, in speaking about season two, one of the reasons why I love working in television is season one drops and you get to see how some actors just click better yep. than who you yep. had in mind and characters pop and Twitter's like, oh my God, I love and I'm shipping these couples. And so you come into season two in the writer's room and to your point of like art is the unexpected, you're all talking about, well, this is the expected choice. We should be going here. But someone in the room says, how about we do this this way? This is the unexpected choice. This is the most interesting choice. This is a pairing that I haven't seen on the screen in season one. Let's bring them in season two. And I just worry that if we don't have this minimum writer's size in a room, Mm -hmm. if we don't make sure that we're protecting Mm -hmm. the middle class writers, if we make sure, if we're not protecting the historically excluded writers who are getting their foot in their door and they're repeating staff writer over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and then Mm -hmm. getting kicked out Mm -hmm. of the business, Mm -hmm. it's just gonna be whitewashed. It's gonna Mm -hmm. be completely whitewashed. To your point, you know, because you and I are, have worked on CW stuff. Um, and Greg Berlanti was mm-hmm. a staff writer on Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And season three, they were stuck. They were like, what, what's the engine for the show? We don't know what we're doing. And Greg Berlanti said, because the show had been, if you don't know, it's called Dawson's Creek. The lead character is Dawson. He mm-hmm. loves movies. And he's in love with the girl down the, down the creek named Joey. Mm-hmm. Right? And he said, but there was always a, Dawson's best friend, Pacey Witter. And Greg Berlanti's in the writers' room as a staff writer said, "What if Pacey kisses Joey? Now, mm. we, now it's like we've changed the 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 momentum of the show. Right. Now we've got like a, a different like we start this love triangle, mm-hmm. and it <clears throat> powered the show for like another couple seasons until wow. it just they went to college and they sure. were too old and it just got r- ridiculous. But it's like if you don't have the writers' room, there's no person in there to say." What about this weird pairing mm-hmm. that probably we weren't thinking about because we designed it? His name's in the damn title. Mm-hmm. We're thinking he's the star of the show. Yep. He gets the girl. He has what to if win. he doesn't get exactly. the girl? Yeah. And this other dude who who the zeitgeist online seems to be really in love with, what mm-hmm. if we paired these two actors who have better chemistry, to be quite honest with mm. you, as the couple? Interesting. You don't get you that. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing that, <clears throat> the thing, you know, I remember someone was showing me something uh, Michael Wright, so he showed me this thing where he was like, "I asked ChatGPT to give me ten episodes or, or or four episode arc of Seinfeld mm-hmm. of George trying to run for mayor." <laughs> okay, and then he rolled out and he said, "And here are the four like episode synopses, you know." Right. And it was all exactly what you think how how George would fuck it up, you mm-hmm. know. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But but you know what? We've already seen Seinfeld. Yeah, we know what Seinfeld yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, it's George like just getting angry. Yeah. So to me, the thing about if you do anything, the thing, the thing that the thing that we bring, which is what everyone their values because they don't get it, is we bring the new. We're always mm-hmm. looking at what's going on. Where do we see like like weird little crevices and stuff, mm-hmm. and say, let's make this change. Let's do something different. Or it's the reason why we hate reboots as mm-hmm. writers. Yeah. Because we're like we already this is we know this shit, mm-hmm. but you guys like it because it's less money for you guys to show out. But we love it because we hate it because it's like we got a better idea. We have a better idea that right. you haven't seen yet that the audience would be like, oh fuck! Mm-hmm. And now since the, the voices of black people, Latino people, Asian people can be seen on TV, 
They're stories that, you know, that, that, that they've known for decades, for generations that have not been seen that would be cool to see. But that goes to what you and Jeff and Linnell talk about with all the superheroes. It's like, we don't need to make them black or white or, or Latino or whatever. Yeah. Just make those other characters. Make the characters. Yeah, <laughs> make something new. I mean, going back to the new part, I mean, I don't know if we... I, I'm not always doing something new. It becomes something new because I'm influenced by Spielberg did this shot in Jaws. Right. Or I saw this thing in, you know, um, Elizabeth. You know, mm-hmm. I love period pieces. And and because I'm watching all these things, I am able to incorporate all of them and put them in my own work and make and so and jumble them all together and the and the thing that comes out seems new, but it's because I've been influenced by all these yes. other things. AI Agreed. can't AI can only go by I mean it's like it's feeding, literal. It's feeding from what's on the internet, mm-hmm. what it can pull from the internet. Right. So if there are no pictures of black people um, doing a certain thing, like if I want to do a script about a black woman, oh, you were going to say about your you were doing the deck and what had happened with the AI? Oh, the AI had trouble mm. with mm. black faces. Really? Oh, uh, right. Uh, it yeah. had a lot of trouble because it had nothing to pull from. Is what wow. it was where I was going. Yeah, there's yeah. two, re- two reasons. Two reasons because one, um, you know all the shit we do, the little captures to identify who the fuck you are, mm-hmm. everything like that. Have you ever seen anyone black in those? No, no. Ooh. Because cameras, those surveillance cameras have a hard time distinguishing black faces. Mm. The nuances, the darker the skin, they can't pick up the ridges and stuff like that, so they're not designed. So if you're black, Mm -hmm. or a spy show, and you send someone in who's not gonna get seen by the camera, make them black, or send the black (laughs) agent in, because then they're like, who the fuck is that? We can't, we can't. Like the facial facial recognition won't won't get them. Secondly, two years ago, three years ago, right before the pandemic, uh, Google hired a black woman to be part of their kind of like, um, uh, it's, it's lack of a better term, like their fairness or and, and diversity at a for like for the AI division. Okay. She wasn't part of the program, but she was there to like supervise what they were doing, you know. And they fired her, and she sued them mm-hmm. because she was like. This shit is all skewed toward white people. It's all fucking biased. All these motherfuckers who are programming this shit, they're all these libertarians mm-hmm. and everyone who's white stuff like that. It's like, it, like the people who are behind it don't have any diverse experience and they don't hire diverse engineers to do any of that. Because they That's, have a black friend. They understand. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> they went to a march. Or they've got no black friends, you know. <laughs> I mean, this one guy got fired at Google because he was saying, because he, he wrote, because that woman got fired. It was a big thing about it. And mm-hmm. he wrote some internal document chastising her saying, what the fuck does she know? Blah, blah, blah. And then he got fired wow. because cause they were like, dude, you can't, say that in <laughs> on a public forum right. you know but is they don't care mm-hmm. and that's the problem with the ai i mean look we 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 well, say this about about zazoff from jump when he killed all those shows like Batgirl oh, and some of those Latin, some of the Latin Gordita shows, so, but he killed them all because they were like, "Well, is he Trump supporter? Mm. Perhaps he is." I don't know. I, it you know, like a money. It just it was a money. But but, but, but the thing is, I don't know, yeah. and it might not be true. But those shows are the first shows to get axed. You know, yeah, and sure. th- and therefore, if that stuff is not available to be seen, then the AI can't steal screenshots or something because it's not around. No, yeah. I think no. it's safe to say that if you don't see yourself in that story, it will probably incline you to cancel it. I don't know about the Trump thing, but yeah, what exactly. is he? What is his exactly. lived experience at Gordita Chronicles? Right, and he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the show, I, so get rid of it. Exactly, we're <laughs> bad girl. The the, yeah. the the funny thing about AI is that it, we're not at Skynet yet. Like it's not like this brilliant machine mm-hmm. yet. It is reading the internet and regurgitating the mm-hmm. internet back to you. The internet is a racist place, y'all. Mm. Like so, <laughs> those it, scripts are gonna be racist. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I had a hard time to, to give you an example. I needed uh, a picture of I was doing. I want to see all black kids in the Harry Potter world. Oh, that was so good. good edge. Yeah. yeah. Like actually, it was all black and brown kids. So house blacker in mm-hmm. which is all little black kids <laughs> and they, but they need to be in the robes they need yeah. to be in the garb and and i can't remember what the latino house was called i think i made it like some, you know but there were different houses and mm-hmm. then there was no house for the asians because they had nowhere we there was like it was just a running joke like where are we supposed to be so anyway it's like <laughs> it was like it, it was all like it's for comedy it was i'm not serious i'm not i'm not it's all for comedy but um i had a hard time getting the ai to understand give me a black kid in the harry potter outfit it mm. just did not it took a lot of work for me you know it's like you had to put brown skin um curly hair Mm -hmm. like you had to really Mm. freaking put in all the details like robe magic wand like it was it was it was struggling so it Mm. does you're right the internet is a racist place have you ever tried to find um like stock photos of black people just doing a variety of things you're shit out of luck they just aren't out there i've had that happen yeah. to me a couple times yeah. i'm trying to like put together a mood board or something i'm like oh my god there are no little i don't even see like little black kids playing with airplanes like where is that not not anywhere so no no, no. no it's crazy it's, it's, it's interesting you know i mean look i feel i feel the strike will last <clears throat> until I think it's a four to six month. Look, it's at least for those deals to get killed, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. like the the the, the, the Phoebe Wilder Bridge deal and shit like that. Everything that's going to be ninety days for the mm-hmm. the force majeure kicks ninety mm-hmm. days. So that's that ninety days. The DGA thing expires on June thirtieth. But I see. That's what I'm looking at. See, is we got to go through all th- those. We go through that, yeah. you know, and like to them. Their big thing, the two things, a friend of mine, is, is big, he's he's on the Asian American community, committee. he's telling me the big thing the DGA are after is the residuals, because like apparently most of their pension and health is for non-directors, but everyone else, like the 80s and UPMs. It's, it's two-tiered. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 mm. it's it's fueled mm. by the residuals, right. you know? So if you're like an AD and you've done that for 30 years or 20 years, and all of a sudden the, the residuals are he told me he worked on this show called Die Partners Heartstrings and he did eight episodes and his residual check was $300 mm-hmm. and wow was, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and he's like he's like this won't pay for my health care not enough money well, so, no. so, so that's a big thing they mm-hmm. want they also want a safety officer on set that is part of the DGA mm-hmm. that is not so therefore not beholden to the production like the producers you know, mm. you, you, that's gonna be a problem. You, you, Safety for what? For just for the crew? So for the crew. So, so, so essentially, like if you remember the thing with the rust, right, right. And, and also that woman, uh, Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones. Yeah. There was no safety officer on set to like say this is not safe, and the people who were so on. So does that good. get in the way of the armory? It's it's, it's, it's some it's, no it's an additional, whole, additional right. they're looking over like a, a safeguard yes yeah okay. yeah like a, a, an additional position for okay. like because they're just like that shouldn't happen like it shouldn't uh, or also looking at who's looking like they're exhausted and it, can't drive home tonight mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. all, like all that because it's okay. like, I like it's that. too much for the just, like he was like it's too much for the ads yeah they could do everything yeah, else sure. and yeah. they got to worry about this yeah, you know and that's why Sarah Jones that's why Helena you know that was that because there wasn't there wasn't someone whose dedicated job. Who, who's who, who's not beholden to the producers right. who, who could shut the show down yeah. if, if you're fucking up see they'd be scared it, to give them that much power well yeah, yeah but the, the dj is like we need that yeah. because right. you know that and then maybe the the thing with the um 
the the uh, I guess the problem intimacy coordinator too. I mean, like all that, like, mm-hmm. like that person would also have, you know, like jurisdiction over that too. You know, like I was just thinking about the um, when you have your um, the the COVID uh, what they call them people compliance kind of like, compliance up like that's like a neutral person from a different place. But I'm just worried about it being DGA. Will it look like they're looking out for only the DGA at times? No, because no, they're not. Because the the first ads don't look out for the DGA. The first ads like like look out for the show, right? You know, or the movie. Like that's their thing. Like actually, the crew, the crew. Yeah, Yeah. they look out for the crew. Like that's. I mean, I mean, look, look. The first thing you do when you go on set, and you know this, when there's something crazy is going to happen, like a you go to a the stunt safety stunt. brief. I like, yeah. I like it, by the way. I'm just yeah, talking out loud. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a safety brief. Where the, f- the first thing right. he comes in and say, hey, we're going to do stunts today. We're going to do a gun. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. they like walk everybody through that because their whole job is to make sure this the crew is safe. You know, And the, and, you know, if the, if the director and the first AD are having a, a conflict about, I'm going to do this crazy, I'm going to do this crazy, I'm going to do this. Uh, the safety person can uh, be the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. tiebreaker. Uh, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, okay, I like it. Can I, can I mention SAG for a minute? Yes, I mean, um, they've been out on the lines this week, and their their support is yeah. much appreciated. I'm, I'm still in so both. Support. <laughs> I want to address what went down with the show Bob Hart's Abishola because it, continues, Talk about it. it, it mm-hmm. continues to point to my evidence of once you start letting different ethnicities in, now we don't have the money. So if you don't know, Bob Hart's Abishola is like comedy mm-hmm. on CBS full of um, black folks well it, and it's like some middle-aged <laughs> white guy he goes in the hospital he's got some sort of heart problem and he falls in love with his his nigerian yeah. nurse right mm-hmm. and so the show it's about to go into season five i think right. it's been out for a minute so normally as an actor you're if you're on the show like four seasons going to season five okay the pace starts the pay keeps oh, yeah. going after up. three yeah. right go, yeah pay keeps going up yeah for some reason, it's they're going to season five, and so people who were getting principal or were show regulars right. are now getting bumped down to recurring. Damn. Yes. That's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn. And you're targeting the yep. show with the Nigerian people. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> well, it's on CBS. <laughs> it's on CBS. You know the answer why. And we know <laughs> that CBS, you know, is... Primarily the flyover network, yeah. the flyover state network. So well, well, I mean, look what happened uh, this week with Shamar Moore and SWAT. Yep. Oh, yeah. Six seasons. Crazy. Yeah. Number yeah. one show on Friday yep. nights. Yep. And they just pulled the plug. Meanwhile, also at CBS, because it's on a Paramount, my boy Taylor Sheridan mm-hmm. is is getting everything he wants. Everything he wants. There's an article in they I think it was the Times. I, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. God! I, like I actually him. like him too, but yeah. he's, whatever. I mean, he stole my name actually. Like he has a character on that show called Linnell, and he's, <laughs> he's spelled the same way. Because I met the dude and like Taylor Sheridan. Listen up! I know you. Stole, <laughs> sister. I know you stole my name from one of your characters. Hilarious. Spelling it the same way. The mayor, the, the, the governor, the governor of Montana is named Linnell. And okay. She sometimes gets down with Kevin Costner or whatever. Okay. Uh, anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, Taylor Sheridan. So. And and I'm not hating on Taylor Sheridan at all because he's being smart because yeah. he owns several ran- he yeah. owns a ranch in Texas and some ranches. They got their Bass Reef show too. What he's doing is he is renting his ranch to production. the studios to, to the production. He's renting his horses to them, so he's smart. getting paid on that side of it too. Yeah. In addition yeah. to his deal, he's a real cowboy. He can really oh, ride he can and do, do all, all that. He's, shit. And yeah. he's got this actors <laughs> yep. actor camp that he'll do before mm-hmm. each season, where it's right. like, all right, actors come down to my ranch, get on the horses, learn how to do this. And he's charging the studio to pay for that. That's smart. And 
so the money is there. I'm not saying take it from Terrace mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan because I I like Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I I like. 1883 and all that. I haven't, right. I haven't seen 1883, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, I credit this man for for his. He's bringing his own authenticity from it. He's, now, he's a horse guy. He's a ranch guy. Yeah. He grew up in. He, think he grew up in Texas. Yeah, he Texas. was living in like Wyoming and Wyoming and Montana right. when you know, and coming out here to to work on Sons of Anarchy. He mm-hmm. wasn't. He's not an L.A. guy. Right. So he, here's the thing. I bet you if he was like, uh, you know what, I need a Disney pass, they'd break him off without. Oh, that's saying. what I'm saying. Oh, no. They wouldn't be like. <laughs> that's no, what I'm no, saying. We have five. You extra. say that to a black <laughs> woman. Like, Disney studio will give you the passes. You say that to a black woman. It's it's the mentality of. Like, black woman, you've got enough. Mm-hmm. We're not giving you any more. I bet you, know? you they gave. You're lucky Terry to be Sheridan. here. So, so they have something at the Disney that I heard about. It's called like the 22 Club or something like this. It's hmm. like it's some VIP club at, at D- Disney World or some shit it is or Disneyland. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a hundred thousand dollars to join. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's super exclusive as shit. Like you just and and you it's invite only everything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you they broke him off with that. Mm-hmm. So here you go. And mm-hmm. Shonda's got to beg for a hundred seventy-five dollar ticket. Pass yeah. And yeah, some exec is like yeah. she got to put herself up at the hotel up there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. But again, that's it goes to what I'm saying is like once the doors have opened for people who aren't. Straight white guys, it seems like, oh, well, yeah, see, we don't you know, have, since we don't have the money. Anymore. I should have, you know, I should have seen this. There was an article in the LA Times. I'll try to get the link in the show notes and this other thing about the the thing for Selena. They were there was a there was a study done by CAA in 2014 2015 mm-hmm. about movies that what their performance is based upon the demographic breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. They're saying that movies that appeal to, you know, black mm-hmm. and Latin audiences, they they over-index on the money. Yeah. Because we go to the yeah, movies. So the movie. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we go yeah. to the movies anyway. Yeah. But, but the number of sh- the number of movies or shows that have black or or people who are Latinx in like in top positions is very very low. Right. So then we sort of get in this little switch in you know, but they're like, oh my god, like where's the money that we're gonna gonna get? So the minute that study comes out, you notice there's just more and more superhero movies. There's less and less anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. It's like oh, we gotta close the door. Mm. We gotta close the door mm. on this because mm. we don't. We're not gonna let. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's it's a wild now conspiracy. Now superhero movies are faltering. So yeah, now yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling something. I mean. Was I telling you this the other day? I, I was telling know. something. This is a side comment, but I was like, mm-hmm. um, that Flash movie mm-hmm. has to be so fucking good <laughs> because they're getting, a, there's a PR nightmare with that right. lead and they're like, fuck it, we're going to have to bury all this and everything we fucking can and we're not going to cancel it mm-hmm. the way they canceled Batgirl because mm-hmm. they're like, this thing must be so fucking mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it just lets you know that it's like, I mean, you know, but if that doesn't work, then then it's like, like, where's their money coming from? You know, do people want to see stuff? I mean, I'm sure people do because movies pop out every once well, in a while. Guardians is doing well. Yeah, Guardians people. do well, yeah. But it's like... Super Mario killed it. They love Super Mario. Yep. I didn't even know they were really doing a Super Mario movie. I thought that was an SNL spoof. Did we need of, another Super fucking Mario movie? What? They just... No, they did the animated one. It's animated oh, this one. one is, animated. This one just came out a couple billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was a Saturday Night Live spoof. Like... I thought it was a spoof. I didn't. Know I knew it was really gonna make money. Movies. I knew it was gonna make a lot of money. Like, I, was, and this and this is why I want your boy on the show. Mm-hmm. The Dan Hernandez wrote that uh, that Pikachu thing. Oh yes, because see that did really well, and so did Sonic. And I was Wait, like, the Pikachu spy one. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Detective yeah, yeah. Pikachu. 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 Pikachu.
how to do yes. these video game movies right. Because remember, like Doom and shit, and mm-hmm. they did not do for a long back. time. I they go further back. The, way back. Video game. There was a there was a Mario was Brothers, Brothers movie. Yeah, before. Yeah, like John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, John yeah, John yeah, yeah, yeah and then Bob Hawkins. But that was like in eighty three, ninety three. You know, it's funny. The the filmmakers who made that. They be like like they were music video directors. They did one or two movies before that, and, mm-hmm. and then they did that, and their career was over wow. after that, mm-hmm. done. But the thing this guy mentioned that which 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 like <clears throat> I didn't know was it's this bizarre fucking movie. Like the the guy who who did the production design for Blade Runner did like did the sets for, did the production design on that. Mm-hmm. So like this very freaking fantastic look. The thing that really really killed that movie was really fucking killed that movie was it came out two weeks before Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. So you're done. Uh, by that point, the, you know the first one. The first yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah. Ninety three. Yeah. So yeah. hey, we might, might see this. Might see this. Dinosaurs. Nobody's talking about that. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Dino, some real life dinosaurs. Okay, timing we're we're, we're in. We're yeah, in. So sure, yeah. yeah. Um, Danny, what what other things sparked you when you when you read? what they rejected and what well I hardly could say they accepted any goddamn thing <laughs> what did you think about when you looked at that i just i remember i was actually at the guild making signs that monday night because we didn't know what was going oh, on i saw you all in the photos yeah and we we're making our cute little signs and everyone was just there was a hopeful energy in the room mm-hmm. it was like you know what we haven't heard for two weeks we haven't been killed in the press maybe they we're actually going to close this deal right. yeah yeah and then that email came out and I remember going through the proposals and particularly, you know, I primarily work in TV. I don't play with features at all because you don't make money in features. And so I've ne- I've, I have feature ideas, mm-hmm. but uh, there's no two-step deal, so I'm not going to play with that. Crazy. So reading those proposals in TV, reading that, you know, there was a whole thing about teams. Like I know a lot of friends who are part of writing teams. Mm-hmm. And the fact Chris, that Chris know a lot about, about that. that. <laughs> it just broke my heart and made me angry. Mm-hmm. It made every single person in that room angry. Right. Whether it was comedy variety writers, whether it was feature writers, like mm-hmm. all were just like, this is effed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, well, well, here's the thing: the, t- the team thing. Back in the 2007, when I, that's when I was working with my brother, they, I was so mad at them because I was like, oh, we're gonna do health insurance, dope. Mm-hmm. But then it's like split between the two of us, yeah. and then it's like, and we, and I realized I was like, well, then like, like we need just a little bit more so the splits will help us. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, it's all about the timing. It's about the timing the, right. when, when the contract. And then yeah. they finally gave to that because we gave up something else, and they gave us the amount of money. Mm-hmm. But then the way the money fell in the year, it never came enough in the same quarter, mm-hmm. so we never qualified. Mm-hmm. Even though we made all this money, it was never, you know, because you have to mm-hmm. get a certain amount of money every quarter to set, you know, every a, step a, a threshold. You get paid something yeah. And, yeah. yeah, but they mm-hmm. kind of timed it out in a way so that it was like, oh, you just missed yep. the quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, so so they never so, so, so they never made a patient health contribution. Mm-hmm. That's the bullshit. I mean, to me, the bullshit, that, that was the team thing was b- bad. Comedy variety writers. The, 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 the yeah. day rate. Yeah, like, the day rate was yeah. bad. Ugh. The the thing that was crazy was did they, they were, agree to the weekly? I mean, no, to the, no, to, not the no. weekly. Sorry, did they agree to the staff writers getting a script? They did, but that the reason that they agreed to that is that they're trying to get rid of term employment for writers. Right. They're just like we see this script fee as potentially only way. That you will make money yeah. as a lower level writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so be no. We'll pay you a day yeah. rate. <laughs> yeah. So it's not gonna be any weekly for you. Christ. The thing that killed me was, but the feature thing was, they were like, "Hey, so what's up with the free work? 
So we'll have a meeting with the executives and, yeah. and we'll just talk, and we'll talk, just talk, talk about free work. Right. Yeah. You know, I was like, y'all motherfuckers is tripping. That reminds <laughs> me of the, you know, the, how they had these diversity, inclusion, equity days mm-hmm. after somebody does a racist, a racist employee exactly at Star Wars right. or, yes. yeah. or whatever. Yes. They have a day where it's like, okay, let's talk about it. And then you, and it never, nothing, nothing. Right. I mean, I was offended by the, sh- by the whole idea of going to set it would be a lottery for writers. An unpaid what? internship unpaid program for Unpa- one writer on that staff that the showrunner mm-hmm. gets to choose. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the fuck is that? It's madness. Yeah. How did we get here? See, see, to, to me, again, I feel lucky on Star Trek. They actually shot the the, the writers room was mm-hmm. across the across the str- oh, across the lot from where we did the location, mm-hmm. the stages. Because right. you know, because for most shows, the, the the shows don't shoot in L.A. You know, or if you do, then you may be on location and you not you can't go there. Or it's very rare for for a show. To be all to be all on stages and have the writers' room be at the lot where they're doing because a lot of times they just find the cheapest space imaginable and put yeah. you up, you know, for stuff like that. I mean, like that was bullshit. I mean, to me, they don't I, want to pay for airfare for, for writers, airfare. first class airfare ben, and the lodging, and they don't want to pay for it. Ben had to fight teeth and nail to get the writers to go produce their episode. They don't. Like, I mean, they don't want you to do that, and I, and I don't. It's just they don't know. We said this earlier. They don't know why it's so important. It's so important for the younger writers to have it. It's so mm-hmm. important to yeah. know. Well, for every writer. To know, I mean, for every writer, but to go, it's just like, you know, the thing is, is that you're going to learn something new every time you go to set. Time. I don't yes. care what every level time. you are. And it makes you a better writer. Yeah. yeah. Because, look, that was the one, see, that was the one thing on The Equalizer this mm-hmm. season. I couldn't go to, to you know, do my episode because I had that surgery. But the woman who covered for me, they sent the staff writer to go because they didn't have to pay her, you know. Mm. Um, so they sent her to go, and she was like, I've never been on a set before. And <laughs> I just learned so much. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, and, and she thought it was really stressful mm-hmm. and a lot of shit and everything like that, you know. But then she went back to do her episode. And she was like, your episode was so easy to produce and blah, blah, blah. And I, oh, my fucking God. I was like, yeah, because I've been on set a few times mm-hmm. directing my own you shit. Wrote it yeah. to be so so exactly. I wrote it. I wrote it to be producible. Yeah. I was like, we just, you were still helping her from here. I was still helping her from here, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. If she had a problem, yeah. I should call me. Right. She was calling me like 6 in the morning. And right. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> 5 o'clock. <laughs> they got questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fucking Queen's got questions for yeah. you about to see. I was like, okay, okay. You gotta but, get. They gotta but, get but, to but you, you to first go. before yeah. they go to yeah, the show. Yeah, because the thing the is, that, the thing is, that, but my point is, is that she wouldn't have had that experience. Yes, to know what it's like, and on a show like that, big ass network show mm-hmm. where it's so many moving parts, so much stuff they're doing, hundreds of people, hundreds of people. You mm-hmm. want people like that? Like the thing, like you said, it's like it makes you a better writer to see what's producible. Correct. It just makes you. I mean, I'm, I remember the the one thing that was a little tricky for us to do was. There was a part. There's a robbery in my episode, and in the room we had something that we really wanted to do, and then we got over overridden because it wasn't as it, it didn't look as cool, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 then the problem was we did something in a robbery in a in a shipping container, but then we were like, oh fuck, it's gonna be at night in New York in November in that small and, ass and, shipping and, container, and, but it's gonna be cold and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they were and and I, and mother was like mother and the I mean that's the one that she's like that the one that it was hard because again. You know, people were tripping about that before about how cold it is at night in New York. But it's like you're out there for nine hours mm-hmm. and you can't get warm. It's yeah. not. It's not like you're walking and walking from your office to your house or in the subway. So she said, like, but 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 it, it, you understand how to shoot stuff, how to write stuff. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, it, the biggest thing is like save budget. <coughs> you yeah. know, yeah. like if you're writing and you go, oh, 
this is gonna be expensive scene. Mm-hmm. If you've been it, if you've done it enough, then you, and you've been on set to know how much basic stuff like the car doesn't need to be moving. Car doesn't need to be moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can sit in the Charging car and have the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they don't. They don't need and to what be kind here. Of car is it? Yeah, yeah. Luxury model. They could do this scene in the hallway. They don't need to be. All the stuff, you know. There's all the stuff that when you're writing, you think it'd be cool. Let's jump, let's jump, let's jump. But on the show, you know, it's like what makes sense for production. Like over. Well, I mean, I mean, for mine, the thing that was cool was they. The same thing happened. There was a scene that was in an alley, and then there was a scene that was someplace else. And they and when they scouted another the location for the alley, they realized, oh, across the street is this pizza place. So we do the pizza place there, mm. and the alley's here, and we use the basement there. Exactly. It was all all it, together. Yeah. All together. Yeah. So yeah. so no company yeah. move. All this stuff. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. let's just just change it around real fast. But that stuff that you know that. The, the studio doesn't know that you saved the money. Yep. You know? Because mm-hmm. we understand, hey, you know what? We're 100 grand over and need to shoot another day. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, fire everyone who made this cost exactly. a kind of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd be firing them all. But it's like, no. But, but that's what we know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know? So they, they see producing, because they don't understand what we do. They see producing as going to set, talking it up with the actors, eating crafty, and <laughs> hanging out at that chair. Exactly. The, the thing I kept thinking about as you were talking is, you know, there's that two weeks of pre-production yep. before an episode. Sucks. And every single thing you see on the screen, a writer made that decision. And we are working with costume people. We are working with hair and makeup. We're working with the, the cinematographers. We're working props. with transport, props, art direction. Mm-hmm. We're helping them make these decisions tied to the story, but also tied to the budget. You know, going back to the car thing, it's like, what does the car need to look like? Can it be a two-seater? Like, is there going to be an explosion? Does it have to be an explosion? Can we do VFX on that instead? Mm-hmm. Like, that is producing, and that is writing. So why wouldn't they want us there to make those decisions? Yeah. And also sometimes based on, like what you said, sometimes based on what location they find, then me, the writer, I go back and rewrite. It's like, okay, it's going to be in the pizza parlor now. Oh, yep. you know, It's not going to be in whatever other thing I conjured because locations has found a convenient way to combine these things where there's no freaking crew move. Let me go rewrite the script to accommodate they, yeah. production. Exactly. That is a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot they don't understand. I mean, and save money. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that's what. That's the thing that that I don't get is that they don't want to. I mean, there was something about the feature thing. I guess Billy Ray was saying this the other day. It was because I was listening to it yesterday. It was like the feature thing was like. They don't tell you in the contract what your movie's going to be. It's going to be theatrical or it's going to be streaming. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the difference is $8,000, he was saying. It's roughly, you know, the mm-hmm. payment. So he was like, so maybe they just give you the $8,000 mm-hmm. and it gives them complete flexibility on what they want to do. $8,000 is, is not a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, so. so, so you're so, not here in L.A. Yeah. So, so that's a huge thing. Yeah. He mentioned something interesting, too. He was saying, saying that for features, it's like you're the one-step deal thing. You know, it was like, okay, the problem is is that everybody was looking at a draft and they're like, mm. this is the thing, this is the thing. Oh, my God. And he was saying, that makes sense in the days when I have to type a draft on a typewriter, mm. where it's actually a, a lot of labor to get a draft right. And a messenger right. has to physically take the papers mm. and take it over to Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. but the thing yeah. that he was saying is, it, but he was saying, if they pay you on a weekly on the features, mm-hmm. You know, so it's the twelve weeks, and you're getting your money. Say it's I don't know, it's two hundred thousand dollars. Drawing twelve weeks, that you get it every week. Right. You're good. There's no 
at week 11, you turn the script in, hey, do you know s- some free polishes by the producer before you send it to the studio. Mm-hmm. And then that, and, and then your your and, and then your delivery money's held off. Could be for a month or two, maybe we longer. All had that so happen. and you're getting played. Yes. He was saying that technically, you could send a draft in every day. Yep. Mm. At the end of the day, this is what I've done today. Yeah. You guys can see it. Totally. Right. Tell me, yeah. so because like, that way the studio and the producer can see where it's going. <clears throat> if they want to course correct early on or anywhere, they can give you notes. And it's not like a big thing, like oh my god, we get one shot, we get one bite of the apple right. when the script is. No, no, you've seen it the whole way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't you know you can constantly give me notes because he wants to change the concept the, of a draft. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't really have that anymore because we yeah. got PDF files. I have yeah. to just email mm-hmm. it at the end of the day. Anytime, anytime. Why Which, are you paying me based on per draft? It's like. I, you you know because that that one delivery could be like a lot of work for a writer. It could be five hundred different versions right. of the script, and you're like, oh, we only pay you, like your step is this, and it's like, yeah. but no, I yeah, changed it five hundred times yeah. in this in this in this amount of time. Mm-hmm. So pay me per week. Pay me per week, on. you know, and I'm, and, I'm, and and you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it, and it, and it behooves you to work fast as the writer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it it behooves you to work like a television writer right. as a feature writer right. because. You know, you gotta deliver every week. You know, one of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about was that I've seen <clears throat> working over there with Ben is we have three shows and they all had to have five episodes written before May first at midnight. Right. So, well, two shows because the other one's already in production. So I was just fascinated by like we started in February, by the way. So you see that window is all shorter now. You know, mm-hmm. that they expect you, the scripts, now they need to be, they're rough, but they want at least those pilots and whatever written, I mean, those four or five episodes written before, from February to May 1st. And people got their script fees for turning it in? Yeah, of course. But it still was a, pro- but they had to turn it in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? May, Everybody, May 1st. Yeah, yeah, so it's been all this polishing, all this cleaning, all that stuff, mm-hmm. that whole time leading up well, to. Well, yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's a crazy, the, th- the, cr- the amount of work you have to do, I remember on Star Trek in that third season, we we're up against the fact that if we didn't wrap production by like the like the, whatever the first week in May or first week in March there'd be overages they had to pay on the studio mm. and the actors Interesting. and and then the so the so the room had changed from like 10 to 5 or something like that to like 9 to 7 you know mm. on like for, and it was crazy and and then it was like you know we got to write these scripts fast yeah right. fast and yeah. it was and the, you know and and the thing is I don't know how it is for you, but a lot of this stuff they're doing, it's like, I want four scripts in 10 weeks, so, so break the season and write the scripts so we can decide if we're going to do the show. You know? And it's Crazy. like, well, it's like no. like Yeah, yeah this is, mm-hmm. it's getting, it's becoming like it's so a slave I, labor. It's, it's yeah, like slave a, it's labor. It's like so, a, cause, cause, a, you know, a factory cause, situation. Because I remember an Equalizer, like some shit happened and they like were shifting my order. Like, was it going to be 309, 307, blah, 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 oh, right. and all this kind of crazy stuff. And it's basically like, I had to write the whole draft like over Labor Day weekend. You know, mm-hmm. I was 14 hours a day for like three days. I was like, because I had That's to get what it. did your eye? Yeah, in. yeah. Because yeah. you know, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I had to get it in. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, I, I don't think that they know, or and frankly, don't care. No. You know? Actually, I'm seeing a lot of writers on the line that seem, yeah, everyone's nervous about the strike, but they seem like this burden of what you're talking about, like me having a freaking grind and freaking five scripts in two days. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, you know what? I'm gonna take a fucking break. Yes, let's let it all reset. I kind of equate this to sometimes the forest, like naturally, 
or even artificially needs to burn. Mm. You've got so much underbrush. You've got so much like dead wood piling up. You, it just needs to burn. Mm-hmm. Burn it. Let it be clear. Then the soil's ready to like take a new thing on. We can plant again, yeah. start over. And I just feel like I, I, I'm looking around and people just, yeah, it's like, yeah, it sucks you're not getting paid. But some people are just like, you know, I've been, like they've been worked like dogs mm. in some of these rooms. Or the opposite of that because there was a lot of fear mongering <laughs> from the studios. It's like, oh, you guys are going to go on strike. You're not going to make any money. And it's like, I haven't made money in months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe in a year because yeah. of the practices you put in place. Exactly. So yeah. what, have, what have I got to lose? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're here now. Like, mm-hmm. we're at rock bottom. So yeah. I can't go any lower than this. So, what? yeah, what have I got to lose? Let's do it. I have a showrunner friend who um, their season got renewed in December of last year mm-hmm. before all this negotiation talk happened. And then they opened the room up this year. And the studio said to them, great, you need to turn in all 10 episodes. All 10? By May 1st. And whatever you get in gets in and, you know. That'll be your se- your season finale. Wow! And they had to then share that information with the writer's staff on day one. Wow! Mm-hmm. And this, those people did not agree to working twenty four seven, seven days a week. And they were all like, they had families, they mm-hmm. had to sort of give up. They're like, oh, we and just you need that scripty, and you yeah. need that We'll scripty. be out of here by six. And they worked their bone. <laughs> no. and I'm almost certain they turned in all ten episodes. And the quality can't be good when you're doing this kind good. of stuff. No. People don't do well, like. I mean, yeah, there's some people that can write the deadlines under the gun, but I'm like, I think when you have time for it to breathe and like, mm-hmm. t- and I honestly feel like my scripts are always better when it's like, okay, maybe I've done a draft, but then I've got a little time and let me walk down the hallway and talk mm-hmm. to the co-ed. Watch something right. else. Exactly. Let, me to, let me go yeah. in their office and be like, you know, I'm doing this. I think about the, you know, like bounce some stuff off them. Right. Then again, that's that alchemy. They don't understand that water cooler alchemy. They mm-hmm. don't fucking get. They think it's like computer droid sit there <laughs> type mm-hmm. it out it's not how it works yeah. it's like or i know so many times like we're in the room and we're stumped on something me and my boy lamont go for a walk around the lot right and then come and then while we're walking we're like you know what maybe it should be this maybe they shouldn't do it this maybe we should do maybe the episode should end here and mm-hmm. then we next episode should pick up from that it's like solved it yeah, yeah. Well, just see, from walking around see right? two things about that that's a good point one these these studio chumps they all want us to be on Zoom to sit, so they're, so they're not paying for rooms mm. stuff like that but stuff like that gets removed when you're mm. on yep. Zoom because yes. there's, there's, you know how it is in a mm-hmm. Zoom like it's, you're constantly on a Zoom you never like let's take a break let's walk right. whatever it is stuff like that also it's like it's it's a known fact that the movement of your body. Uh, does something for you for your creativity? Mm-hmm. You of know, course. change it's it, a change it, of environment. It's whatever it's it is, you, yeah. I mean, like I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times you take the shower. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, oh, I got the ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Got the ideas. Yeah. In the sh- yeah. You know, whatever it is, you know, or I take a walk. Got yeah. the ideas. This yep. is this Sorry. is my opinion. This is like I'm like heavily involved in guild stuff, so this is not coming. This is no shade to the guild, but if I were on the negotiation committee, one of the things that I would have put on a proposal is bringing back physical rooms. Mm. Creating Facts. some type of hybrid thing because they Zoom did create for more accessibility for writers, but they saved thousands and thousands Where of dollars. Where's that money go? Where's that money? Okay, look. Where's that money? Well, there's we a had, new building. Of, there's a new building they're building over fucking that's, that's the office building at the fucking Universal no, right, lot, right. and there's one at Disney. That's where that money went. Yeah, <laughs> Burbank Studios, I think, has a new lot, mm-hmm. a new building too. I drove past. It. I was like, why well, put this up really quick? It's a lot of money y'all spending. Could be in my pocket. Yeah, but Here's, again, y'all save for for let's see, twenty twenty two almost two and a half years. You've saved on a lot on these rooms. Right. You didn't pay for lunch. You didn't pay for rent for the rooms. Yep. You weren't paying for all the paper supplies. Yep. All this stuff going on. They've saved millions. Why are we? Yes. Why are you still nickel and diming us, bro? Right. 
And here's the thing that I found staffing two shows. I figured out it's about to do it in the room. It's about three to five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. To do it otherwise, you save that much money. So imagine, imagine all these shows that have been on Zoom the last three years, how much money they've saved. Now, here's piggybacking of what you're talking about, what you're talking about. There's another thing that bothers me is you're watching the auditions come in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody who sat from a lot of freaking auditions I've watched as an actor and as a producer there is that I was with David and I were talking about this the other day. There's nothing like, shout out to David Ashley, by the way. There's nothing like having an actor come in. We've all done this. We've all directed or produced. And they may or may not have been right for the part. But they walked in and y'all started talking. You're like, I like this guy. I like this yeah. person. I like You're the energy, he, I like the energy all of he's that. bringing. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. also missing, can you try it this way? That's what's missing. So you only get one shot of them doing it right or not, and you have to try it back in the callback. That's it. I mean, it's, it's horrible. I mean, the, can it's you awful. do it this way? Sometimes they've done it fine the first you know time, but you want to see, can they take direction? Can Correct. they adjust? Can yes. they shift? Yes. That's, can they adapt? Yes. Like on, you know, can they pivot on the fly? Or is there like some resistance there? Right. That's good to know about the personality that Facts. you're going to be dealing with. If mm-hmm. you're casting a series mm-hmm. where it's like, you're going to be with this person for years, yep. possibly. Well, and the thing you don't know either, too, <clears throat> is that they sent in a tape. Maybe it took them 20 takes to get that one exactly. thing get those, that you get saw. Get that one monologue. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, oh, they were good. And they got on set and they're like, I don't know my lines. I can't get my lines. And, and I tell the actors, the only time, this is for you too, David, the only time you guys can shine now is when you're slating. Yeah. Outside of, like, that's how we know you. You might be playing like a bad guy in the scene, but when you slate is when I'm like, oh, he's actually a nice, whatever, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. a she, whatever. Like, that's when you see it, so you have to really make that Effort, punch. Yeah. So the, as much time as you spend on making your audition good, make sure that's tight, too. That's, actually, that's, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. A couple of people I remember on the Star Trek show we saw, and on Equalizer, we, their slates were kind of... They just throw it away. Yeah, there's yeah. some. I mean, like most people just go, "Hey, I'm John. Yeah. I'm from New York. I'm five five. Yeah, you know, yeah. two hundred pounds. Horrible. Blah blah blah." And they're like, "Okay, boom." Yeah. Some some people come in there and like be all different, mm-hmm. but particularly if they're playing, they're smart. If they're playing a certain type of character, right. and they and they're presented entirely differently, then mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, you actually have some skills." Like exactly. you're not right. just like playing yeah. yourself, because right. mm-hmm. I, I think you're just playing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. You're an asshole. Okay, cool. So, the, I mean, the casting, I know, like, the, you know, so you're watching the taste, but at no point do you narrow it down and then bring people in in person? No. Well, what we did on our show, for example, on Cross, and I could say this because it's out, on Cross, we auditioned everybody mm-hmm. all the way up to the series regulars. Mm-hmm. And when you finally got to the final, like, our final five, top five list for all the series regulars, then we had all this in person with those actors. Chemistry read. Chemistry read, yeah. You know what I mean? That was finally win, but okay. we didn't see any of those people otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I think is just, you, we probably missed over some great people because well, well, yeah, you didn't connect. because yeah, the thing, you know what, th- there's a woman, her name is, I forgot her last name, it was Ashley. She played Jordy the Forge's daughter mm-hmm. on Star mm-hmm. Trek. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and she had a really good audition, so we got her. Um, but we, there was an episode, maybe episode four, four five we sort of given her more stuff because mm-hmm. we just needed to fill some stuff out and she just began to like bloom like mm-hmm. she was so and then by the time we got to 
like you know like later on some meteor scenes mm-hmm. we were like you knew she could handle. Yeah. I wish we'd seen her in person because because we would have writ- we would have written more mm. for, to that. Like, we, yeah, because 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 we just didn't know. We were like, well, she's got to just the first four episodes. She's just like she's just like servicing something, story, yeah. not yeah. any nuance mm-hmm. in her performance. And that's the thing that I kind of I mean, and we all and we all lamented it. The guy Shaw that everyone fucking loves mm-hmm. on the show, he worked with Terry on Twelve Monkeys, so so Terry knew this guy's skill anyway. Right. But but the rest of the room didn't. Most of the guys who worked in Twelve Monkeys did, but he came in one day mm-hmm. just to meet us early on, That's smart. and he was like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And he had like a Twelve Monkeys tattoo, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like you are really like you're cool, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know." And then and he just was, and then we were like, and, be, and because we he, he was there for like maybe twenty minutes because he knew Terry and Chris, and it was like, like we the writers got a sense of his personality, and mm-hmm. we we're like, and we we're like, oh, now we know how to write him. Yeah, we did that on Deadly right. Class when we met yeah, all, the, all the kids came in yeah. one at a time. At this, on the same day, yeah. we were like, "Oh!" And one of them I thought was fascinating. She, the girl who played Maria, she had a, she made her own little lookbook of like how she thought her character would be mm. and all this stuff. Now, can we use it or not? Is here and sure. there, but it helped her. But it's it it helped us to go, "Oh, she's so in it that we probably could go here and there." You know, in a different way that we were even thinking of, mm-hmm. yeah. just because she was so committed mm-hmm. to yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So. And you yeah. don't see that spark right. in an audition that's filmed over no. Zoom. It just doesn't work. No. I what I think a lot about. You know, I have a lot of working actor friends, and they don't have the great mic setups, or they don't have the right. HD cameras and stuff like that. And right. I've been guilty of this on the on the other side of the tables of producers watching some pretty crappy audition setups. Yep, and I'm just like, pass. I they're can't hear you, you and I gotta move you. on. Yeah. But who, yes. who has the money, read yes. between the lines of the question I'm asking, who has the money to yes. invest in all that technology right. to get them to right. the so next level of auditions? So now you're favoring the people. Yeah. It's kind of like who has the money to be an assistant in this town. Exactly. You're favoring the, the kids who have right. the rich Or parents. to go to the audition places where you can get the tapes done and, and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, at the Burfield's Playhouse, they have a room that you just mm-hmm. go up and get, but, 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 but you gotta be a student there. Right. You know, and that's money. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and it's and it's a good, it's a good setup. Everything's really, really good. And mm-hmm. those, but it's again, it's like who has the money? Who can afford to do this? And you need it. Somebody, you know, because like I mean, like I hate it when I'm like, motherfucker, didn't you know how to? Sh-? I'm like, well, they don't. That's not your job. They don't. Their job is yes. performance. It's, it's and like even I mean, yeah. some, some of them are even bad auditioners. Yeah. But then, Correct. but they can act. Re- yeah. You know, they can really do the act. You know, right. they can act their ass off. But right. it's like it's kind of like some people who are bad test takers. But I know how to do the math. I just when you start tiring me and all this shit, mm-hmm. it's, ah, yeah. I fuck it up. There's a lot. There's so many intangibles to this business. It is not an equation that that can be solved for X. So I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean no, you. I mean look, the, the thing is, because about what you were saying earlier Hillary, about someone comes in, this might be this might be a person for to give for the role or whatever it is. The thing about when people come in is that they they make a choice that they can really get behind. Mm-hmm. That might not be what you want. You know, mm-hmm. it might it might be too might be too ultra for the like like the the, the role, but they come in and do something crazy, right. and, you're, and you're just like, what? Okay, okay. but I respect the choice. Yeah. I respect the choice was made. Tell and, them about Joseph when we well, auditioned him. Well, well, Joseph Campbell was well. Well, Joseph, Joseph Campbell was Joseph like, Cannon. No, oh. Joseph Cannon. He, <laughs> Joseph Campbell yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> on our on our tickered series. No, no, he yeah. came in and he came in and he. 
um, and and he did this performance, and he was so fucking good at it. And we asked him a couple of things, and he did it. And at the end, we asked him. We said, "So now, what are you doing? So so, are you busy? You know, two weeks on something." He was like, "Yes." We were like, "Really?" He goes doing your show and we were like oh shit okay yeah. you bold and shit it was really really mm-hmm. good thing where he like where that interaction between us because like i thought he was really good on his tape so i wanted to bring him in but his performance was a little not quite what i wanted mm-hmm. um on the tape but he had this energy and i just wanted to see what he could do right. you know and then also what's your name when we did arguments of crime that girl anna got actually mm-hmm. got the role she, well, she came in and did something so differently that we were like, I don't know if that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And then, and so she was our second choice. And then the first woman, we gave it to her and, and then she couldn't do it. And then we were like, let's see if the other girl will do this. Right. And then she came back in and we asked her and she was like, oh, I already did it that way. Mm-hmm. I want to do something different in the audition because I can ask you to like dial it down or dial it, or dial it up mm-hmm. in the audition if I, you're there, which I can't do if I'm just watching the tape, True. yeah, you know, because because if you're a good actor, you've tried a lot of shit to get where you want to go, right. you know, and if you can surprise the the people who are auditioning you, the director, the producer, whoever mm-hmm. it is, the writer, with a choice, it might make them go back and think about the scene differently, and and, and the, the character, other, and the character, yeah, yeah. You, the character might change completely, right? So. And the other part of that is the casting director in a normal situation where they come into the casting can do that first. Yeah. Yes. So they could get that going. So the problem is, what I've found is, in these situations right now, you guys are in the writer's room, you're starting to audition people for the pilot or whatever it is you're doing, and you're so busy, you only have time to look at a few of them now. So you've weeded out so many of those people now. You know what I mean? So your timing is just like, I don't even have time to do all like, that. Like in a, a 10 seconds, you sort of make an assessment and then you're like, okay. Keep, and, and it's so easy to swipe swipe left or yes. whatever and keep yep. it moving. And you do what Danny says, because I've done it too. You just, I'm like, we, we, I picture them a certain way. So I don't have that thing in my head where they could walk in mm-hmm. and surprise mm-hmm. me now. Mm-hmm. I'm already going, nope. 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 Well, <laughs> you know well, what I mean? It's, it's, it's the thing about when you're, when you're making a, when you're, sh- when you're directing, the, phys- the physical presence of the actor mm-hmm. can tell you a lot. Are they big? Are right. they small? If they're small, do they project big? Mm-hmm. You know, voice, voice. Mm-hmm. All the, you know, because because uh, example, like Tom Cruise is not that tall. No, it's five seven five eight, right? But he with with the lips, with right. the lips. But he, proje- <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. I don't no, want no, him coming for me. No, no, I'm no, a big no, fan. No, but, but, but the thing is, but he projects big. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's managing yes, Nicole yeah. Kidman, yeah. who's like five six foot. Yeah, yeah. Like he projects like mm-hmm. he's like six one, but mm-hmm. he's not. You know, and he can run. Yeah. Yeah. He hired a sprinter to oh, sprint yeah. him. Yeah. You tell me that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole story about how he 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 ran a certain way, and then we did collateral with mm-hmm. Michael Mann. There's a scene we've running across this bridge uh, yeah. in downtown LA, and he was like, "I don't like the way I look running. <laughs> I'm going to change that shit." And then he changed it, and then he hired someone ah, in his wow. next movie because mm-hmm. if, if and then, I think Will Smith did the same CD. version in in Bad Boys. Yeah, so yeah, run it, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, because there's a way you can run. I mean, that's almost something that makes you look like a sprinter. sprinter. Makes yeah. you look see cool. now. To me, that's the thing too. That 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 like Commitment. I would do all the time. No, something I would do all the time as if I you were in person. Mm-hmm. If I got a physical role or action role, 
I want to see you run mm. because I don't want to cast you and see you run like someone who's never ran before. <laughs> yes, like Ezra, Ezra yeah. Miller thing yeah. with the Flash. And just, he's just, not a good runner. He's just like now I can't see, and so and so now I got to shoot you on a on a hundred millimeter lens. <laughs> I can't shoot you on a. You know 50 the perfect example of this is um, Chris Evans in Captain America. The, the verse the. Director of the first movie was Joe Johnston, mm. who had done the Rocketeer, Rick, yeah. and he was like, "I just want to see you run and like jump on this thing, and, and just I just want to <laughs> see how athletic you are." And he was like, "Damn, okay, that's pretty good." Like, and then he get the stunt guy to do it, and it's like, the actor did it better than the stunt guy. Wow. I was like, he was just amazed, but yeah. it was like it's part of the casting. Thing. Like, can these guys be in the suit and do the moves mm-hmm. at all? Yeah, in, in a credible way. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to do it like top shelf, but can you do it at all? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's important because yeah. like it, I remember there was a movie I saw. I would love it. It's called Shadow Line. Mm. This thing with Chuto Ejiofor, this British show, and the gangster was this really ruthless dude, really ruthless dude. Mm. But then you see him; he's running on the street one time, and he runs like he's never ran in his life. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like. He's or not, even the fights, or he even would do never a fight catch scene. him. He would yeah, never I, was, catch I was like, he's not dangerous because he can't <laughs> exactly. fucking run. I mean, I mean what the fuck? Or even do like a choreographed little fight scene with him. Yeah. Say, can you throw a punch and it's like believable? Yeah. I mean, but and if you can't, then I know I got to get you trained. Yeah. Because right. it doesn't matter if you can or not. I just mm-hmm. need to know that to hit them. Hey, you have to do a little extra work. Hey, just I need like to know Michael B. Was, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, the first Creed movie. Um, what's the director's name? Coogler. Uh, Coogler. Coogler. Pulled him aside and was like. Hey, I've been I've been hanging around all these boxing gyms. Uh, Mike, you're gonna need to do a little more. You're gonna you know you're gonna step it up. You gotta bring your you gotta bring your right. game up a little bit because these these kids I'm seeing these boxing gyms mm-hmm. are, are are animals. Right. Yeah, beasts. Yeah. You gotta be beast mode right. up here. So yeah, I mean because it, it, it's I mean the thing is is that is that if they're committed, they'll love it. Oh, you yeah. know because again it's like you're appealing to the you have to say it the right way but you're appealing to their vanity and they want direction yeah they want direction yeah. they want to they want to look as again with the Tom Cruise running thing he wants to look like an Olympic sprinter right yeah. in these Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies he already knows he's short so how can I compensate for being short oh my legs are freaking really moving in a certain stride that makes me look taller and if I'm running across a fucking rooftop that's mm-hmm. a right. steeple. Yes, right. You know, I can look really dope to it. Right. Because exactly. he wants to embody the character. He wants it to be real and not just look real. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. doing 100 yeah. meters and 10 flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's killing that shit. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It's 55 years old yes. or whatever he is. Exactly, exactly. He's not playing around. They were saying in the one that. But the fifth one, right? When he's that little. There's another one coming out. The helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the the one, the the, the, one, the, the, the water thing, the you know the thing in the. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in the tank for ten days straight filming that. They were filming Mm-mm. that for ten days in the water. I was like, what? Mm-mm. And it was funny because there's a scene at the end when he like wakes up and he or after that he's kind of like discombobulated mm-hmm. and they were like he was really discombobulated when they shot that because it was like <laughs> it was the next day right. and his oxygen levels what his oxygen levels were still kind of fucked up from being oh, in the water. Yeah. So he was like, oh yeah, that I'll wasn't. Use it. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that wasn't acting. That was the that's director funny. was like, you were yeah, like, like you didn't know <laughs> what we were saying to you that day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, that's why I'm kind of fucked. But but you know he's committed. He's like, yeah. I'm in right. to this shit, and that's what you won't know if I'm meeting you over Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. the, the the alchemy is such a great like phrase for what we do mm-hmm. on every level it's like a combination of you know two to 50 to 100 people to make something for mm-hmm. maybe 30 seconds on screen right. or even less right. but it but it's th- it's that moment of like oh it's that moment of wonder mm-hmm. that you can't you can't design it because you know why you can't design it 
We see when people try to design it and it is bad. <laughs> yeah. We see it all the time. Right. Just like, it's like trying to make a video and you're you're trying to make it go viral. Yeah. It's like you stuff goes viral it. just sort of like because it. it just is like, what it is. It's yes. some ca- weird cat thing and mm-hmm. it just went viral because right. if you try and sit down and like, I'm gonna make a video that goes viral, it'll just it'll just look like it'll never happen. No, it will uh, you know yeah. what a classic example is the, the on Monday night. Like when you guys were, were right doing the signs, you know, mm-hmm. I saw a sign on someone's on the Facebook thing that said, like, all we're asking for is for is for less than one Fox News settlement, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 that's I was like, brilliant. I was that's like, that's funny. I'm just put it put it on Twitter. Right. Like two days later, like I think I think the viewing on it was like two hundred thousand views and like Crazy. seven thousand retweets, Crazy. and I was like, uh, I mean, like I had no idea, you know. I thought right, it was just, right, I, I right, going right. to be like a yeah. few people that it's I funny knew. to me, yeah, funny to me, yeah. or a few people, you know, uh-huh. whatever, haha. <laughs> people <laughs> were like writer friends, not fucking motherfuckers in all over the planet going, what the fuck is? They're like, what's the writer? Str-? People mm-hmm. didn't even know what it was, right. you know. Right. But you just don't know. You can't. You can't. Oh. Like you can't like design certain things because you, know. you don't know what it's gonna hit people emotionally or when or timing where it is. too yeah timing yeah. all that I've stuff. been seeing a lot of press about the riot strike though yeah, I mean at first it was so kind of like it was kind of like local news but now it's, it's starting to go national and, yeah. and people all over are starting to understand like I just explained to my mom she's like you know I was like this were you there fall, on Wednesday by the way. No, I did not go okay. live Wednesday. I did not go to that meeting. I know you don't like being around that many people. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just um, the shrine for me to get over there. I was yeah. kind of like, I'll just get the, I'll get the okay. notes from other people, and it, you know, I was just. It was be pretty too, amazing. It was going to be too hard amazing. for me to get over there. Yeah. But my, I had explained to my mom, you know, who watches all the Chicago shows, mm-hmm. watches that whole Friday CD, CBS lineup. Right. I mean, she's she's their audience, mm-hmm. right? She's not a flyover state. She's in New York, but she's that age group that yeah. loves that right. loves that CBS stuff and turn it on. Let's, let's just watch it. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her, I was like, Ma, some of your shows, you're not going to have new episodes in the fall. And she was like, Rerun. What? <laughs> no fire country? <laughs> she loves that That's show. That's where she drew the line. She's like, No, no fire country. <laughs> not, I was like, Ma, you're not going to have new stuff. No, she loves Blue Bloods too. You're not, oh, yeah. not going to have new stuff. Right. It's just, I was like, yeah. She didn't remember the, it's been 15 years. People don't remember the previous strike. So that you have to sort of reset them, be like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Because mm-hmm. she's not watching streaming. She doesn't care about Netflix, Hulu. She, that's mm-hmm. not her bag. Right. But these people who are, you know, of a certain age, they're used to broadcast stuff, and you tell them certain things. Your Chicago Fire is not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because there's a reason. To ask, it. And then they're yeah. asking, well, why not? Well, why not? Why and that's not? When you get into the specifics. Right. Yes. Because we're not did, getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> I did an interview with Telemundo on Tuesday in Spanish, and mm-hmm. I like immediately thought of that. Like, I'm first generation, so I know Spanish, but. Mm-hmm. I thought about that Cardi B video where she's like, mi español es bien ratata. <laughs> and so I'm t- I was talking to this guy and I realized the people that are watching Telemundo, they don't care about the mini rooms or about the minimum. What, what the argument was from my perspective was this is a battle between workers and CEOs. Mm. And that, that they understand. That were like, yes. And in the that's city where there's 50% like Latinx mm-hmm. people, yes. they were like, they are coming for all of us. That's what they yes. understood. And my mom's a, a teacher. She was in the teacher's union. Well, yeah. well, she understands like, okay, you're, you're in a union and you guys are what now? It's like, they're not paying us. And I'm going to, when you make it about these people getting richer and the workers are being squeezed squeezed mm-hmm. and in this factory writers this writer factory environment mm-hmm. she's it's like okay now i understand mm-hmm. but you have to put it in those kind yeah, of terms the, the messaging i've been saying this for years the messaging for for liberals is never good mm-hmm. but you got to put it in these terms that everyone can kind of mm-hmm. understand because you know that's a great ceos versus workers i mean look 
that makes sense to everybody. Everyone is so is hot on this. Everybody's this, shaking their fist at their boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all, they all know that, you know. I mean, if people knew these motherfuckers were getting this kind of money, like that that chart, the the uh, the eight CEOs seven hundred something yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. Together. And it's like yeah. you mm-hmm. put that up, and it's like, where's the 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 pitchforks and the the, the torches? <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? There was a thing on Twitter that I saw the other day where in 1941 the the animators went on strike at Disney. They were get, they were getting mm. fucked, oh. and and they were showing there was these four photographs of different you know, everything like that. Mm. They actually went out and like a couple got maybe like ten people mm. were in black hoods. And, sh- and shirtless, and they were carrying a guillotine to move damn. around. I was like, "God damn, y'all motherfuckers are not playing damn. around." It was just a funny because I was like, "Animators are doing this." It was such a such a weird thing, but it makes you makes it makes you understand that it's mm-hmm. like that is the. You know, people always that that phrase. You know, just let them eat cake. You know, they mm-hmm. don't realize that's from the French Revolution, from about mm-hmm. yeah. Marie Antoinette, man. Right. Where it's this extreme income disparity when we're getting ground to the mm-hmm. like, food is so expensive right now right. across the the country, mm-hmm. and you got a motherfucker mm-hmm. who's making three hundred million dollars. Everyone's suffering from inflation. Year? And again, yeah, we've got the massive pay disparity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know what generation really is is fired up about this shit? Gen Z. Mm. They're very much our eat the rich um, uh, generation of sure. like, no, we don't want like our like my generation was Gordon Gecko like uh, <laughs> greed is good and we right. all kind of bought in on that. Right. They're not of that same mindset. They're like, I can't pay my student loans. I can't. I, I I'm not going to be able to afford home. Exactly. For home. Mm-hmm. There's so many things I'm not going to be able to do that my parents were able to do. And and I'm watching the rich get richer and have 10, 11 yachts. Somebody had a great sign that said, "Just buy one less yacht." Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. you, can, you can pay the writers. They yeah. just had to buy a second one. So yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. True. So yeah. They're, they're very much engaged on like. This is not what we're here for, mm-hmm. you know. Like right. we, we just we can't well, have these well, see, massive disparities. Yeah, I think th- the thing is, is that people who are Gen Z, they were in their five to ten years old during the Great Recession. Okay. So they saw the 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 massive clawbacks they saw families getting really hurt they saw unemployment people losing their houses all like 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 they witnessed it in a, in a way as children that it like stays on you in a certain way mm. you know like it affects you psychologically um <clears throat> so and but then like but but then when we roll out of it all the messages we see on the media is money 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 instagram, instagram excess excess yes. blah blah, blah. And they're, mm-hmm. they're like who the fuck, you know, and the thing that everyone kind of doesn't kind of get is, it's like, it's like, you know, I remember reading, you know, on the internet, talking about the racism, you go on the, ra- you look at these boards from a long time ago, and it's like, the level of vitriol about the, the type of money that rappers look like they have in their videos, right. it gets a lot of white people mad, you know, but yeah. it's like, motherfucker, that's just all rented. Exactly. They don't own that mansion. Yeah. Like, well, they just rented that for like a couple hundred thousand dollars <laughs> There was people doing fake, fake episodes of Cribs money. back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't own the house in Cribs. Yeah, exactly. And the camera they borrowed the, 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 the chain from somebody. But the message is, oh, that's what you should have. And if you can't have it, because there's the job will never pay. The mm-hmm. student loans are going to be like crushing you for you know twenty thirty years. I can't get a house. Right. You know I can't go on a vacation. I can't. You know that is going to eat at you. And you've yeah. had it since you've been young. Because mm-hmm. it's, in reality, since the, the the recession, yes, we've come out of it. 
and yes, we've been in this this level of, of it's been the growth for the last thirty years, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But all that's happened in that is is, is is that it stabilized and it's caused the wealthy to get a lot more like wealthier. If you go mm-hmm. back and look at the nominal incomes, or it, or, or it hasn't changed. I mean, in reality, if you go back to to Reagan, when Reagan crushed the 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 the, the air force, the, the the air traffic control unions, that set the standard of we're stagnating wages on most Americans. And if you look at the real, it, it's actually flat over the last 40 years mm-hmm. of, of, of money. Mm-hmm. But it's all, and, it, and if you look at it, and you go, where's all that money going? Oh, and you look at CEO pay. Mm-hmm. It's all, I mean, like, it's like they're just siphoning you out of everyone's pocket and putting it in, in, like, you know, in the pockets of, you know, whatever, the Fortune 500 well, people. How in the world is Secession the number one show? Because it tell, it's exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, mean? I think that you know, world. I think the only thing is that, that I think. What's yeah, it? I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on the success. I'm gonna push, that. I'm gonna push, I'm push back gonna, on that because I don't like this show. I can't watch well, it. Well, I'm, I'm whether it's the number one show in certain parts of the country. Okay. We have to really understand this business that some of the stuff on HBO is popular. Game of Thrones, Succession is popular. Coastal areas, East Coast and West Coast. In the middle, hmm. then I'm watching Succession because okay. their version is Yellowstone. That's yeah. what they're watching. Okay. Yeah. Um, or they're watching the stuff on CBS or whatever, or whatever. You know, they're not like sometimes we start thinking the show is really again, we don't have the data. For sure. We don't have transparent data for you to mm-hmm. tell me that Succession is a popular show. I don't know. I don't watch the show. They just tell us. They just that. they just kind of right. portray it as like, oh, this is a really hit show. Well, how many people are watching it? I don't hmm. know. I just see everybody I just see everybody talking about it. On Twitter, but that's Twitter. I watch you open that up to the globe. Exactly. All the world is looking at US content and all they think about is cowboys. So that's why Yellowstone is hit massively in the world. I mean the thing about Succession is is a Succession might make sense on the coast because we all know people in the coast mm-hmm. they, they know rich people who are fuck ups like that right. you know whereas if you live in Kansas I don't care where you are on the income stream you know the, 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 you know, the, the demographic of your money in Kansas there's no one like the fucking Roy's you know like Royco it, like, like in Kansas there's not that much money the, the richest person there doesn't have that kind of money and and doesn't have that kind of job and and that kind of big Manhattan real estate. So it's it's still foreign to people outside of the coast. Like you would never. It, I don't care how wealthy you are. Even if you have that kind of money in Texas, mm-hmm. it's still not the it's the the way it's, the way it's presented is not that way. And I feel that when you watch that show, it still kind of presents sort of like a propagandist like point of view of what it is to make this money. I think people like it because they like to see rich people fuck up. Like, okay, they're just like the rest of us. But I'm like, fuck that. They're so twisted and, and it's not interesting. But know? I also think that show only works because it's really an allegory about the Murdochs. Yeah. Right. That's why yeah. we're right. all in the right. entertainment industry right. really loving and it because so they're if like, I, oh, if I'm, really if I'm a middle yeah. age conservative living in Missouri, I'm not really, you know, you're doing some sort of Murdoch mm-hmm. allegory. I'm not intrigued by that. At all, I'm not. I'm not watching that. And I, I, I remember seeing like a map years ago. Where they were like, you know, the shows that people, people in the middle of the country are watching NCIS, and oh, we're yeah. happy to be watching. This was oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. That's so, what the shows are still in the air. Yeah. So again, we don't have the data from these streamers when they sit up and say this is a hit that's show a and that's a hit show. To who? Yeah. And we're where? Number one. Number one. <laughs> you know what do you what do you mean by <laughs> yeah. that? You're not showing the numbers, so yeah. whatever. At least on broadcast, they're gonna give you Nielsen ratings. It's like okay, because they have I got to. Because they have yeah. to. We know SWAT was a hit show, a and that you show. still didn't renew it for season six for, for whatever I don't reason. Even, we, we don't I don't even know what's see, going on oh, anymore. That, that reminds me of another thing I was thinking about: why the strike will last until maybe November? Because um, last November, Netflix it that's when they introduced their their ad tier 
so that you pay and get ads and you watch Netflix, right? right? I think they need a year of data to be able to see how that works for their financial model. Mm. Because the, and also, we want that data too because it's because they have to report that data because they just can't tell GM or fucking Verizon this is the hottest show on Netflix. How do we know that? They have to mm-hmm. show, you know, yeah. how, like like what's the minutes on it? You know, you have yeah. to let us know that. What's the completion rate? I mean, yeah. we found out that that <clears throat> what's that Amazon show they spent a bunch of money on had thirty seven percent completion rate. House of Drag? No, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thirty seven percent completion rate. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah People wow. started it and didn't finish it. Because well, I did. <laughs> I don't think I watched you know. a pilot. I try to watch a pilot to everything just so I know no, what's going on. Finish the series. The series. No, I did not did you finish the series? No, so no. you're in the sixty three percent that didn't. Yeah, the majority. I don't watch thirty percent of the pilots, <laughs> but but it's 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 you know that's the thing too. It's like they don't like the, the cry of poverty is we don't know what it, what the value of anything is except for yes. the, except for the broadcast shows. Right. Yes, and that puts us in a position where where you know they can just tell us. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know what this is a popular show. You know what according to who you open up that I mean to me. Why they don't want to show us the streaming numbers and base all the residuals on the streaming numbers is because they don't want to tell us like what the views are. Right. They really don't because if they did, you would see what's blowing. I you know, like some shit could just be you know be blowing up. You know, like White Lotus, White Lotus. I'm like, I don't watch White Lotus. My my conspiracy theorist mind goes to they're actually not that successful. Mm. That's what it is because if they were, they would share the real cheat. Let me ask you this: That's what I worry about before we wrap this up. Speaking of this, was wasn't Selena like number one for a minute when it came out? It was, but you know they they have their whole because they don't share the data with us. Right. Like it's I meant like, on Netflix, that is. Mm-hmm. So, I remember that was part of. I thought that was. Part it was of the definitely like, like on top. Like, we're 10. like we're yeah. like in the top ten. Yeah, it was the top ten. We yeah. only made and, and, then and not, not just in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. for right. weeks, like in the Latin American charts, okay. weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made those writers do like two seasons worth of stuff in a very yeah. short amount of time. It was criminal. And with no I gotta money. have Moises no, come on. No you do, you do. I really hope that coming out of this action, that the one one thing that writers can do is mm. take back the language of the entertainment business. Mm. It's a pilot. It's not a prototype. Mm. It's not an asset or content. It's a TV show or a movie. Right. It's not head writer. It's a showrunner. Mm. I feel like we've allowed tech to come into our house yeah. and, re- and put in and re mm-hmm. re re emphasize all these new words. And it's like, no, the business was working before. Right. We want. We can't go back there. How do we make it more profitable for everyone and also stop using <laughs> these fake Check words? Terms, these yeah. fake. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> a very, that's, that's the acquiescence that's, of writers. Exactly. That's, like, that's, a very, oh, okay. that's a very, very good point. Because to me, I don't call stuff content. I call it the work. Mm-hmm. It's the work. I guess the work of art. Right. It's, it's so-and-so's work. Because you, you, you look at someone's, you know, this thing with Carl Lagerfeld is up right now in the Met. It's his, oh, bo- it's, it's his body of work. Yeah. You know? Who's a bigot? I'm not saying it's not. I'm just. Saying, I just saw that this morning. I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, oh, but it's, but it, oh, we're showing, we're showing his body of work. Yeah. Whoever it is, like, like we're not showing, you know, like the content from Gucci. Right. You mm-hmm. know, we're not doing that. <laughs> so it's just. But you're right. It's but and the thing is, again, this is like part of the messaging. It's like we all know. 
typically as writers. Mm-hmm. Language is fucking everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Language is how you infect people. That's why they like banned books. That's why they, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like shit, you know, like, like slogans. That's why they don't mm-hmm. want shit in those totalitarian countries. They don't want shit happening because they know I can infect the brain of people. Lyrics. Or like Everything. in like the, in 1984 when the, the Big Brother's always on and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you got to have it on or they'll get you. Because right. they're constantly putting mm-hmm. shit in your ear to make you think. Mm-hmm. Or language yeah. is why Fox News is paying out $750 million. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. On that note, thank y'all. Appreciate you guys mm-hmm. all coming through, hanging out with us. Thank you, David, for sitting in and listening. Appreciate you. Um, where are you at, Danny Tolley? Where can people follow you? Instagram, Twitter, whatever? Instagram, Twitter, DC Tolley, T O L L I. Come on down to Netflix mornings. It's always a party. Um, this will be dropping tomorrow, so tell everybody where to go, you know, find uh, uh, the Latinx group and all that. Tuesday, uh, I think it's May 9th, uh, 9 a.m. at Netflix, uh, we got the Latinx writers coming. We've got uh, the queer writers coming. Uh, we I'm got pop over there, so. Councilman uh, Hugo Sotomayor, Soto Martinez mm-hmm. stopping by. Um, lots of great stuff this week. Awesome. So, yeah. That's what's up. Cool. Where you at, Linnell? All right. So I'm on Twitter at Linnell White, L-Y-N-E-L-L-E. W-H-I-T-E. I'm on Instagram too. I'm trying to be more active on Instagram. So that's Linnell135. And I'm still crowdfunding for my short film. So if there's a link on the Instagram account if you want to kick in a few bucks. Tell everybody, can you tell them what it's about? Oh, I've been talking about this on the show I'm just trying to promote it. um, Hatchback, it's my short film about, you know, COVID begins and we have a black family of four that's unhoused, living in the car until they can figure out a way to just get a motel for the night. Like, Seems low stakes for us, but mm-hmm. big stakes for them. Right. And it's, it's everything. It's blue. Sorry about blue collar black Americans because sometimes we're forgotten about in right. the media. We talk a lot about white working class and mm-hmm. not black working class. So COVID hit certain groups harder than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, brown and black working class mm-hmm. particular because David said he went on because if the better. jobs aren't there, <laughs> like if the jobs aren't there, you know, you want to work. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're being lazy, but my job does not my job is not happening because of COVID right now. Right. So they're in the car. You, like, and it speaks to how a lot of us are like a couple paychecks from mm-hmm. being unhoused. Yeah. It's not that we are bad at our jobs, don't want to work or lazy or any yeah. of these sort of stereotypes. It's that there is no work available. Right. So anyway, it, but it's joyful and optimistic and not all like, you know, um, trauma, like black trauma. Exactly. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So that's what's up. Chris Derrick. At the <laughs> moment, I'm just on Instagram. Uh, oh, you're down on Twitter. I just wanted to, you know what? I was like making comments the other mm-hmm. day, and I just was like, I just let my brain, mm. and like, I don't know how to censor myself sometimes. So I'm just mm. gonna take a break for like the mm. next two or three weeks, and then, okay. but I'll have stuff on my Substack, so you can look at the Substack. I don't even know what Substack well, is. It's this <laughs> newsletter, and okay. and you know what? So, but but I'm on uh, but I'm on Instagram. It is it is unauthorized CBD. You know, I just you know f- there'll be photos of what's going on and mm-hmm. strike and stuff like that yeah. and you know um and, uh, and other stuff that's going on you know um it's interesting you were said just real quick so yeah you find me there uh the substack is christopher derrick at, at christopher derrick.substack.com um you're saying about about words and what we find you said unhoused Mm-hmm. Like like that's us yeah. like that's us changing the yeah. narrative. Yeah. Not homeless. Unhoused. Yeah, on how yeah. of right. changing the narrative of of how you say things because it me- it means something more than like someone who didn't fuck up, mm-hmm. you know. So not that someone fucks up is homeless, but I think there's just the connotation of that mm-hmm. person didn't know how to handle themselves as opposed to events spiraling out of control. So it's just interesting. So that's where I am. That's what's up. And I'm your host Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. 
all that pimp name Hilliard guest. Um, shut up, Danny. Um, you guys, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. You can uh, follow us. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. What else we got, Chris? You can support the show at ScreenwritersRR.com where you will find our Patreon uh, link and you which and then you can support the show a dollar two dollars five dollars a month however you feel two million uh, two million you know just support the show so you know people can come in and like it and, and get something interesting about it mm-hmm. and then if, and, and, and if you like the show then help support the show indeed indeed uh, shout out to David Ashley hanging with us today listening in another fan of the show appreciate you uh, everybody joining me for 2023 and uh, we'll see you guys out on the picket lines all over LA um, you guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. Thank you, Danny, Linnell, Chris. Keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2023. 2023. Peace, y'all. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hillier. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room. Rent room, rent room.